back in the first aid area. So we are told Elizabeth is getting medical attention thanks to the holster. <laughs> they cut off Jesse. He was about to start a sentence because he ha. said, ha. Ha. That union guy. <laughs> Hogan. Hogan in his fucking manicure and his fucking pedicure. He wears boots. You don't even see the goddamn toenails. That fucking Kayim hot dog guy. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and today we have once again arrived at the precipice of a crossroads, as a brainless genius once said, at the main event two, February the 3rd, 1989, at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, an arena that's actually been torn down, kind of ironically, since the building to the next to it was what the Bradley center replaced. And that building is still standing in terms of, they used to have the Milwaukee bucks games before the Bradley center. But anyway, it was a new building at this point, only less than a year old. And uh, we're going to see if it's going to be able to withstand an explosion of, of some kind. They'll be testing that out on the NBC television network, which was preempting its usual programming on this night, which would be, Father Dowling Mysteries. And I made sure to say that in the deepest possible accent that I can. And speaking of that accent, there's nobody I would rather have on this than my amigo, my compadre, my best friend in the whole world, a man who is just spewing absurdity from every orifice, Mr. Keith Langston. How are you? That is absurd. <laughs> that is absurd. <laughs> I got. I, I just had to bust it out now. Oh, of course. No, well. the, the the newest drop added to our. I always feel like we're we're like the Stern Show when Fred would get a new drop, and you know, like this is where we. I feel like we're at that point where it's like where where the new. What did he say, Robin? You know, and and then Fred pumps in with that is absurd. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, well, you know, we kind of have a main ten. You know what. What did he say, Robin? Yes, that's right. We do have a main. We do have a main group. You want to give us a little showcase of some of our main, our main uh, drops. Well, no, like no. I, well, every, everybody knows what my favorite is. Come on, huh? Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I need ways to work that into my. Well, actually, there are some people that I could definitely say that to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my favorite is my favorite though is the line after that when he goes. I picked him out of the chorus, Tony. <laughs> Schooled him those years. He was my driver. Oh, oh, are you making a request for another one? Yes, the chorus of uh, <laughs> I just picture <laughs> Joe, Joey Peeps sing, uh, Blair, singing, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Well, my whole thing is when I think of drops to use, I'm like, you know, like it was kind of like originally when we thought of they're fucking Asians, Frankie. Look at this. It was like, how are we going to use that? It ended up being something that we could use several times with the shows that we watch. But. Yeah, I don't know how many opportunities you're going to have to say, like, I picked him up out of the chorus. Like, maybe if we're talking about 
you know, Jimmy Hart bringing in somebody new into his family or, uh, you know, Bobby Heen. Oh, we could have used that when Bobby Heenan brought the rooster in. But see, then if you bring that in, we're going to lose out that other great friggin' uh, one that you have, that other great oh. drop. Cock. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we can't lose cock. So I guess we're not going to use, you know, I picked him up out of the chorus. So. <laughs> if we lose, if we lose cock, that'll be like a um, <laughs> a castration of sorts. Yes. You know what we could do is if you were able to pull the who's speaking here, somebody speaking here. Maybe you could use that for something like, uh, you know, like if we ever get back to like Craig to George, like <laughs> we could just be like, who's speaking here? Is somebody speaking here. <laughs> Luckily, Craig to George's first communion was canceled so he could do this update segment. <laughs> or, or speaking of the update well, segment oh yes well we're not going to have one here on the main event because of course you know they're live we, we we do anticipate having some bloopers for you today uh but of course the update segment will have a new intro starting starting next week which will go something like whatever yeah. happened there whatever happened there i'll tell you what fucking happened <laughs> <laughs> That would be the very profane Gene Okerlund uh, way of uh, throwing it to that's telling the, That's the Gorilla Monsoon Royal Rumble 92 version. Big uh, Big John Studd won the Royal Rumble, and he'd like some matches with somebody. Nobody in particular. He's just, you know, he's interested in wrestling people. He's, just, he's looking for some work. Anybody got any yeah. work for him? Man seeking man for a wrestling match. He should have put a personal in the ad in the newspaper. Back when, uh, what was the thing, Craigslist, um, yes. connections or whatever. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah. Saw you on a beeline train. You got <laughs> off at BU central and you started walking towards the St. Mary street bridge. <laughs> I won over the pike. I can't remember what it was. I love it. That's so funny though. That's exactly yeah. how they were. Like, does anybody remember me? I was staring at you on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, it was me, and it was very uncomfortable. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. what we're what we're looking at here is um, kind of like a, a satellite feed of sorts. Yeah, of shorts. Uh, shorts. Of shorts. <laughs> from from the NBC Television Network on on that night. Now I said that Father Dowling Mysteries was what it preempted. Yes. And, and yeah, I've I've done I've done this stuff. Well, on on greetings from Allentown, that, that was now like six years ago because it was like summer of 2017. I did that one, and then uh, I think I did this one on the Place to Be podcast. But obviously, you know, I'm one of three there. But in the in the first one, I was talking about you know, how the audience for this one was not as big as you know the famous you know 33 million number for um, Andre, for, for, yeah, for Andre and Hogan. Which, by the way, if anybody's going to challenge a number, I I'm much more interested in challenging that number than the WrestleMania three number. Oh and, yeah, I don't know. I might I might be a weirdo for feeling that way, but the history of WWE.com does not list the rating for this. But if if memory serves, it did about a thirteen or something uh, like that, and. Which which is fantastic for number of people watching wrestling. However, compared with what Father Dowling Mysteries was going to pull in, um, not not so much. Well, uh, now I believe I asked you uh, yesterday when we saw each other to do some research as to not only what was on NBC at the time, but also what would have been playing on the other stations as well. 
And I believe you have an update as well on what else was on at that time, right? Yes, that was uh, a now Perfect Strangers is on ABC, mm-hmm. and they did they had an all new episode where Larry is tasked by like his newspaper or whatever magazine to mm-hmm. go on to a game show and then mm-hmm. write write about the experience. Mm-hmm. And he has to take, of course, he has to take Balky on as a partner. And he basically wants to take uh, unwise risks on this on this game mm. show, but it's it, it's it's not a uh, it, it's not a Japanese game show, unfortunately. No. <laughs> oh wait, I never gave you that drop. Can we stop this cruel game? <laughs> the other Farley drop where he goes, I don't speak Japanese. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good God, Mary, call the council. <laughs> Hachi Juhachi. Do you know for like the longest time that was like one of my favorite phrases to say was I would just walk around going Hachi Juhachi. Hachi Juhachi. That's a good one. That's a good reference, Pete. Look at you pulling out all the stops this morning. (laughs) Well, on on CBS was Beauty and the Beast. I really don't care about that. Oh, come on, man. That was the friggin' vehicle of uh, Linda Hamilton and, and the great Ron Perlman. How dare you? Yeah, but I just I just had no interest in any of that. That was a great show. Do you remember now, that show? It was a fucking weird show too, because like, you know, like what was the deal with that? You know? I don't think it was geared for kids, because the TGIF stuff was was geared for. Yeah. Geared, of course, NBC uh, after Father Father Darling Mysteries had a bit of an abbreviated run that season. <laughs> I think I, I think that there was also a writers' strike around that time too. <laughs> so um, yesterday, yesterday we were with. Uh, Andy, our friend Andy, Andy, uh, is it Andy Atherton? Yes, yeah. And Andy was talking about uh, the girl that was like the co-host with Father Dowling, and uh, I, he was like, "Oh yeah, because that was uh, that chick was hot." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she was kind of attractive." <laughs> you mean funny. you mean uh, what? What Sister Stephanie? Tracy Nelson, yeah, Tracy Nelson, Sister yeah. Stephanie. But it was really funny because it was like. He had the hots for a nun, <laughs> but she was, yeah, she was, a, she was a bit of attractive. She was a bit of an attractive woman. So for, yeah. for, for forbidden fruit, you know, yeah. oh, forbid, that's, that's what my grandpa always used to say. Forbidden fruit always tastes the sweetest. Yeah, absolutely. What a smart man. Um, well, no, he never said anything. He's like, oh. I, I hate your, I hate you grandkids because you're Catholic and not Protestant. Like, okay. <laughs> I like how my my own family had its wow. own version of the troubles, mm. like without the car bombings. The troubles. I I brought up the troubles the other day. <laughs> I said something about how lame England is. As I go, you could tell England never really had to fuck around with anything because they they refer to their bad times as the troubles. <laughs> this is the bad time. <laughs> this was the bad. Yeah, this was the bad times. Uh, now on, uh, now, Perfect Strangers, of course, is only a half hour. So yeah. the 8.30 slot, which I always remembered as being Mr. Belvedere, but that didn't move to 8.30 until the summer. No. Belvedere was on at 9. So no. you, you know where I was flipping the channel at, at 8.59. P- Once Hogan was done with his little temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full House was wow. still fairly new. That was uh, season number two for them. Okay. And uh, which meant that I probably was watching that on the regular, but uh, mm-hmm. certainly, certainly uh, not on this evening. 
No. Uh, I'm chasing down the episode description there. Uh, after Jesse and Joey are offered full-time jobs at an ad agency, they struggle to decide if they could do the job and still be moms to the oh, girls. Oh, that episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there was whatever was on cable. I'm sure Porky's was on USA at 11 o'clock. Oh, God, fucking Porky's. I hate that movie. Wow. Yeah, no, there's there's I have some I have some like odd hatred towards like stupid movies like that. Hmm. Like I just I, I oh because it came up the other day. I was seeing something and it came up and I was like, oh, this fucking movie's terrible. Like who wrote this? Yeah. You know, so as as I mentioned, we got a satellite feed for this show and the way that they designed this is very odd like if you look up the results on w the history of wwe.com the the show the the mat the two matches that are on the main event are listed last now yeah. it's my presumption that the show didn't end at 9 p.m eastern time which would be eight o'clock local time so yeah the, the, there's a whole host of other matches on this show that like you know Andre and Jake Rougeau's versus the Hearts with Brother Love as a referee, which we saw in Best of WWF Volume Twenty about yeah. two and a half years ago on GFA Live. Uh, Valentine and the Warrior, which oddly didn't get aired until June, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Demolition versus the Powers of Pain, the infamous. His eyes are closed; he can't open them. Match. Yeah, and then Brain. Brainbusters, Rockers, mm. Beefcake, and Perfect. I mean, they didn't lack for a hell of a good show for this crowd. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a hell of a house show. You know, on top of having one of the hottest angles in the history of professional in the history of our sport. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know. <laughs> oh, oh, you said those magic words in the history of our sport. No wonder why Tony showed up so soon after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. And then Jim Duggan over Dino Bravo in a flag match, which on the satellite feed, as, as I'm going to bring it in now, hmm. this is, uh, we're going to hear Frenchie Martin basically shit-talking the crowd, which hey, is kind of funny. Main event in any arena in America, Jess. <laughs> they told Frenchie to go out and talk for three straight minutes. What a, <laughs> what a, what a mistake. <laughs> It's it's like Stu Hart if he was talking in French. Hey, hey Tiger. <laughs> I don't know what Tiger is in French. Probably yeah. Tiger. Probably Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. They don't speak French though in um in um Calgary, do they? No, they don't. It's it's that's a Quebec only deal. Mm -hmm. Maybe parts of Labrador. I'm not sure. Labrador. The, the fact that there's a province called Labrador is is so great. Like we, we should. Oh, they finally put the camera on Frenchie for the setup. The uh, the fact that there's you know what the fact that there's a, uh, a um a province called Labrador. You know what I think about that? <laughs> What's that? I think you know. Oh. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I was that is absurd. Oh, that okay. is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to admit Golden Retriever is the 51st state. <laughs> oh, God. Frenchy fucking guy is still going. <laughs> this guy, this, he's still going, this asshole. <laughs> Don't they have medication that they take for this? <laughs> 
So Howard Finkel apparently like takes the mic back from him and says, "Your time is up." Yeah, we were all, we were missing that uh, that that tuxedo match between Frenchie Martin and uh, and 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 Howard Finkel. I think we needed that at five. You know, I, I don't think I've ever seen the tuxedo. Wasn't there a tuxedo match between Hillbilly Jim and Fuji at some point? Yeah, we watched it. It was on a best of. Oh, oh, oh best of, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they claimed it was a best of. Hillbilly Jim on a best of. <laughs> One of the favorites. <laughs> well, I no, I, I, I like the angle he does with Hogan with the stupid training and you know, like Wait, goofy. I can't, I can't hear the video. Do you have the volume up on the video? I can't. How come I can't hear the video? All right, all right. I got, I got it started over there oh is that what happened okay sorry so yeah doing a lot of stalling to try and get the timing right on all of this and of course finkel finkel's very important in this because oh some guy just put his hand over the camera (laughs) why did that look like it was a wtbs logo right there (laughs) oh well well to stay tuned for that apparently that's gonna switch over at some point soon Just past the anniversary of Black Saturday, and here we are, just watching a black screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you are playing it. I was like, did you pause it for some reason? Oh, no, it's a black screen. No, you can hear the crowd, but it's just dark there. And it's still going to be like a few more seconds. I know with some shows, you can hear Finkel count the crowd in in the background, <laughs> like SummerSlam 88. This is so funny because it's like... <laughs> If I was watching this at home and I was like my age now, I'd be like, what kind of fucking business are they running here? <laughs> like, why is this all dark right now? Hey, doing doing live TV is really hard. I mean, I know. Uh, well, well, you and me for our local reference, the, our podcast was delayed this morning because my area, but not yours, yeah. had a tornado mm-hmm. warning mm-hmm. and a warning is more serious than a watch. And then I turn on the news and the meteorologist keeps saying my town's name over and over again. And I was like, okay, I've never heard my town that often on the news. So, yeah, yeah, I had to hunker down for a while. And as I was explaining to uh, our friends, I go, it looks like Kerry Von Eric is finally getting his uh, revenge on Pete. <laughs> yeah, I know. After was there ever a flood guy? I guess that would be Typhoon, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uncle Uncle Fred wants his tag belt back so that he can f- <laughs> hold it upside down to the fucking camera. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so, so one one thing one thing about me that everybody should know. I mean, you know, I, you've heard it on every single podcast that I've done for like the last five years or so, mm. where uh, you know that I've produced. It's like from Television City in Hollywood, like all of those effects. Yeah, like. Uh, they're part. They're part of like childhood memories for me. Like when with the CBS uh, special presentation, mm-hmm. I I was explaining it to you earlier, and I couldn't find the one where it's like, I I like the thing where, uh, you know, Barn- Barnaby Jones will not be seen this evening, so that we may bring you this special <laughs> presentation. <laughs> like so, what do we always say? Well, of course, that they, the the annoying thing about YouTube is when they run a 15 second ad when you want to watch a 12 second video. Earlier, earlier on, we were watching an ad where Tom Brady was doing his best uh, Tom Cruise impression of jumping up and down because he's in love with Hertz. And I was like, wow, Tom Brady, like, I'm sorry. Did Hertz miss the boat with getting Jalen Hertz to be their sponsor? 
Mm. I mean, it seems like that's a no-brainer. But then again, we are talking about uh, football players and, uh, you know, auto rental shops. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, get Jalen Hurts in your commercial, Hurts. Come on, huh? When, when has it ever backfired having a football player endorse a rental car company? <laughs> I ask I ask you again. Hi-yo. <laughs> uh, yeah. when, I, when I kill my wife, I like to rent... <laughs> What was it, Hertz? Was it Hertz or what was it? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, OJ was for Hertz. Hertz. When I kill my wife, I like to run away in a Hertz. (laughs) Okay, so finally. Because of the following special program, Hawaii Five-0 and Barnaby Jones will not be presented (laughs) this evening. (laughs) I want to know. I want now I want to know what the actual event was that that preempted Barnaby Jones and Hawaii Five-0. Like, I want to know what it was being played back in seventy in 1972 or what, 1970. In November of 1979, what was it? I'll tell you what it probably oh, was. Oh, was it the freaking hostage crisis? Um, well, there no, could have been, there, there could have been a, well, no, they, they took the hostages in November of 79. No, what it probably was is they probably put on a fairly high-profile movie. Mm-hmm. Because in 1979, people generally do not have VCRs and can watch. So it was whatever the TV networks were going to feed you. Mm. So, you know, that's that's probably what it was. Now, now NBC had a had a different effect where yeah. they would they would do the Peacock logo and then they would have the the gentleman with the nice voice, you know, say do this live presentation. Like okay, and then of course we know. Oh, all right. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. What was I was going to say the CBS one. The... Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the bongos and the marching band. Oh, that that effect is is amazing. The the. Kind of <laughs> once caused me to shit my pants as a child. <laughs> yes, sir. Peter, what's with, what's with the brown spot on the rug? Oh, they just took hostages in Iran. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and NBC had to, had this one here, uh-huh. which also is on another of my favorite tapes, the SNL presidential uh, special <laughs> that they did in November of '92. Oh yeah, following is a live entertainment special. Portions have been pre-recorded. I like how they made sure to say portions have been pre-recorded because of the DiBiase promo or whatever. Yes. Yeah, you gotta be. Well, they didn't want it. Well, they didn't want to friggin' you know screw people over. They wanted people to know that portions of this have been pre-recorded. They said live entertainment special. Mm. God, even back then, even back in '89, Vince was trying to get away with saying they're not professional wrestling. Well, I mean the the uh, testimony. In New Jersey, under oath, was I believe the week after this, and yeah, the the, the New York Times had their article February tenth, nineteen eighty nine. So only one week after this, we make movies. Uh, yeah, they they deregulating professional wrestling in the in the state of New Jersey. Well, I mean, I, I mean, who I don't know who thought yeah. that who thought the professional wrestling, even in nineteen eighty nine, was not. Sp- scripted or at least predetermined like that's what i want to know like i mean i know from even i knew from even a young age that i was like it just because i knew that like i knew about boxing and i knew that like boxers only fought like what maybe twice a year 
it wasn't like boxers went out there every week and fought. And I'm like, there's no way that, like, human beings are getting beat up the way they are in professional wrestling and then just going out the next day and doing it again. Like, there's no way. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But it, it, was a th- it was always the thought that if this gets yeah. revealed, it will completely kill the industry. Mm. You know, no, in- no industry is inevitable forever. I mean, Bonham and Bailey Circus hasn't been around for, like, 10 to 12 yeah. years now. Yeah. You mean so we, to tell me? You mean to tell me that the lions and the and the elephants didn't enjoy being electroshocked while when they didn't do what they were supposed to do? Well, I, I think Vince may have been electroshocked dur- <laughs> during during this intro because this this is like his Monday Night Football intro. Yeah, where they they have like the heads come in almost like it's the <laughs> like it's the helmets on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Face to face at last for the super clash, the twin powers versus the mega powers. All right, I'm looking at this newspaper here. First of all, it's very much like USA Today. Oh, it's clearly USA Today. Uh, what was in this exclusive interview on page three uh, with Elizabeth? Oh, for Christ's sakes. Huh. I'll tell you what it was, Vince. It was the allegation she was answering about blowing Jack Tunney. <laughs> Surprisingly, after all these years, a... Uh, like we're gonna have uh, WWF lost treasures. Oh, here's Elizabeth's blue dress. Huh. What's that? What's that stain? That's called Tunny DNA, Vince. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and that was determined that that was my semen by, by the lab. By the lab. You know, I also heard that. That President Bill Clinton got the idea of sticking cigars inside of Monica Lewinsky from Jack Tunney. That's what I heard, Gorilla. Uh, all right. We're kind of mean to Liz on this podcast. I have to uh, say. Whatever. She's dead. And so is her husband or former husband. Who's going to uh. come and get us now? Fucking Luga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, only if your house has a ramp. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, <laughs> well uh, did I say anything out of line here? I mean, oh, come on, huh? <laughs> you weren't telling tales out of school, that's for sure. I mean, he's pro- he might not be 51% responsible for Elizabeth's death, but there's a definite there's it's a definite high percentage. It's he's well not, into the double digits. He's not 51% responsible for Elizabeth's death, but he's 85% responsible for not being able to walk nowadays. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Snyder. <laughs> There's a 141% chance that he's not going to compete at sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice. Anyway. Oh, oh, God. It all started in the golden days of summer when the madness joined the menu to mark the first play up to the mega powers. The Hulkster, Macho Man, and the lovely Miss Elizabeth. But very soon, the lying smile of Brother Love betrayed the Hulkster. Stunned by the brutal boss man. And blinded by the sly switcher, the hooks that barely survived a beating that would have crippled the lesser man. Come on, he's getting hit in the back. He's not getting hit in the throat with that knife. If he was getting hit in the head, I'd be a little bit more worried. Mm. What the boss man should have done is he should have crushed his knee onto his throat. That's what he should have done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they, did, they didn't teach that stuff back in boss man's era. No. <laughs> Justice came swiftly to Brother Love, but the Slickster continued his vile agenda as this bully boy's boss man and the king Pearl Harbor the Mega Powers. Ejected from the ring that night, the treacherous twins were soon back to their dirty work. <laughs> Double teaming the lone hulkster. 
but then the ultimate in cowardice. <laughs> Can you imagine remaking Dirty Work with Boss Man and Akeem instead yeah. of Norm, Norm and Artie? Mm. Hey, uh, <laughs> I heard you uh, really wanted to get back at the uh, Hulkster, huh? <laughs> that would have been a, a pretty interesting movie. And then um, the, 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 the woman, the, the love interest with the grandma, she could be played by Lilani Kai at the yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I mean, Slick was Slick was at least feigned that he was a a, a a pimp. So the scene where all the whores are in the uh, the dead whores, the dead hookers are in the uh, trunks of the cars. That would actually make more sense. The little newspaper there says Hulk double teamed by the Twin Towers. Like not mm-hmm. to be confused uh, with the giant and the Yeti from uh, Havoc '95. <laughs> that he Boy, was also Hulk. double teamed by. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> the handcuffing and vicious manhandling of the lovely Miss Elizabeth, enraging the macho man Randy Savage to this heroic rescue. For Slickster's response, a barbaric assault on the exposed spinal column of the macho man, rendering the brave champion helpless. Only the full front of Hulkamania could deter this treacherous threesome and issue the challenge to clash. Fair and square, team versus team, tonight in the main event. And Vince probably was like, yeah, that's good shit, pal. You know, I mean, if I was if I was looking back at this again at this age, I would have to assume that this was all a setup for the mega powers to explode only because what was what was Akeem and the boss man's motivation to attack these guys? Because it's not like they're going to get the like there wasn't a championship on the line, you know, it's not like Hogan was a champion or, or, or Savage was like, the, and it wasn't like the boss man or Akeem were going after Savage's title. So no, what's money. the motivation? Money. Because if you're facing the guy who's the champion or if you're facing the guy who was the long-term champion, <laughs> obviously you're getting more money than if he, than when boss man was facing Coco Ware or Akeem is facing Hillbilly yeah, but Jim. But that's the non-kayfabe reason. Oh, Right. Are you trying to trying to give me a kayfabe reason? Yeah, what's the kayfabe reason? Still, still money because the, in kayfabe the world champion makes more than the the lesser guys. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, true. So money explains everything. Haven't you listened to the DiBiase? You know the the weird looking guy with the giant index finger from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I'm not the only person who who ever brought that up. What kind of likeness is that? Maybe yeah. that's where my thought process with DiBiase and what kind of likeness is that? Oh, that makes it makes so much more sense now that that's where it started <laughs> from. Yeah, there were Mean Gene got done dirty in that game. Do you think that you think that that's always? Do you think that that was always a rib by by Vince to always make DiBiase look silly and foolish on any kind of likeness? You know, probably not because no. remember. Vince, that that Diviasi is basically Vince's avatar. Yeah. For in like the late eighties, when you think of the Mister McMahon character, ten years later, and what that became, Diviasi mm. is Vince's avatar. If Vince could be in the ring, yeah, Vince's Diviasi yeah. is what Vince wishes he could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I went to Milwaukee, it, it, it was still standing, but it's now gone. But it's so funny that the building that it replaced is still standing. Usually you don't get that with sports arenas. Usually they just get 
torn they down, down to the, the one studs. And then they tear so then what did they put? All right, so the Mil- so the Bradley Center was where the Bucks were playing, right? Yeah. So where do the Bucks play now? At another venue? Like another they, new venue? Th- they built a new arena next to where the Bradley Center was on the other side of the old arena. <laughs> and it, and it, was fu- it was funny when all three were standing because it was like, here are these three arenas that hosted the Milwaukee Bucks, and they gradually get bigger. It almost looks like... That symbol on your phone that tells you how much mo- mobile uh, data availability you have, <laughs> and it was three bars. Yes, yes. So why, why is the other arena still standing? Is it like a is it like a national historical landmark or something? Like what? The, what? It is part. I think it was like part of a convention center or whatever. Oh, and the the no. college the colleges play there, like oh, the University no. of Milwaukee. University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, or, or oh. whatever. So, all right. So Vince and Jesse are legit. Like what? Like row five here or something? Yeah. Yeah. Jesse clean shaven with the big boa because he he's the NBC star. He's the guy that NBC insisted on having there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vince was like Vince was trying to pass off Bobby Heenan, and they were like, no. Yeah. I think, I think the um. I think what. Oh, I know what happened. I know exactly what um, Dick Ebersol did is uh, when Vince came back to him and said, I have this replacement for Jesse. It's um, it, it's this new guy. And he said, what did he say? That's a no go. Yeah. Oh, well, was that what was okay. And then he looked and then he looked at he looked at uh, he looked at Bobby Heenan and he went, no talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's like Heenan did the. I think it was May of 86, Saturday Night's mm-hmm. Main Event. Jesse's not there. And NBC probably went to them and said, look, if if you want to continue this relationship into yeah. the fall of 86 here, you, you need to bring Jesse back. And then when does Jesse come back? When they redo the TV and Superstars starts in September. We need that uh, conspiracy theory guy. Yes. Well, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't so much that then. Except... In the Mega Powers stuff, he he did sound like a conspiracy theorist early on, mm-hmm. and then as you start to put pieces together, all right. So, by the way, Vince looks like he's taking a dump there with his. Uh, <laughs> I almost want to draw the little Vince McMahon mustache on his uh, on his face. <laughs> that would be really funny. I don't think I can say I speak for both of us in stating that we truly are going to have one of the great World Wrestling Federation main events tonight, the tag team matchup that will put the mega powers against the Twin Towers. Wait a minute, McMahon, you never speak for me. I'm the man that tells it. All right, I had to stop it right there for the guy in the Hogan shirt that says Hogan with the circle and the line through it. Yep. Who kind of looks like, um... <laughs> well, it looks, looks like, like a... Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Well, the dental records are nearly identical on that. Yes. Yeah. Um, that guy, an early adopter of of what I like to call the uh, the anti Hogan era. I love it. Like, I, I don't know. I like to think there are people who are anti Hogan who are going to these events from '84 to like '89 mm-hmm. before before it became a little bit more fashionable. And I don't know. I I I don't know if, how how many of those people there were like during his first title reign. Yeah. I mean, I do remember the, the one guy in the background, like the, the black guy in the background who when Andre chucks Hogan at the battle Royal at the Saturday night's made of that. He jumps out of his seat and throws a fist in the air. Sure. I, I remember that guy. 
So it's basically him and uh, Detective Arthur Dietrich here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you thought I could go one week without making a Bonnie Miller reference? You are sadly mistaken. <laughs> look at this looker. <laughs> it's a whole fuck. <laughs> Have a few more cheese curds. That hoofer. Oh, that's a man. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That's a horrible <laughs> Instead man. of it being an ugly woman, it is a really ugly man. <laughs> <laughs> that this matchup will be simple arithmetic. This superclass will add up to victory for the Twin Towers. Our ball. McMahon, even a wimp like you that went to Harvard must have played poker sometime in your life. Three of a kind will always beat a pair every time. The three tw- towers will always beat the two mega powers every time. Oh, but Jesse, I think you're forgetting the ace in the hole. What about the presence of Miss Elizabeth? Ah, she'll get lost in the shuffle, McMahon. What is slick? Like building seven or something? I don't get it. Uh, did he fall as well eventually on 9-11? Probably, right? Well, he well he did file. He was part of that lawsuit that got dismissed. Hmm. You know, the lawsuit that's keeping Warlord out of the Hall of Fame. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he signed on to it. Son of a bee. So since we have the satellite feed, we just have the graphic up on screen for two minutes. As, as we hear the crowd in the background. Adjusting the camera. Yeah. Too bad we don't have like Triple H going. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, let's get ready to suck it. No, nope, a young <laughs> Paul Levesque was currently at home watching this, probably like a young Peter Winson. I'm trying to remember why I taped this. Like I, I remember watching it live, probably so that I could watch it again and again. And yeah, again. I would imagine. I mean, I used to tape wrestling all the time i used to tape mm-hmm. the saturday morning superstars just See? because i was like you know what on a board day when on i because I, I wanted to watch wrestling on sunday <laughs> so I oh i oh I wish, I, I wish i had taped uh i wish i had taped the uh saturday morning tv because yeah. then we'd have boston more boston versions with like full commercials yeah Oh, they're do- oh they're doing the audio oh, test. Nice. Oh, you like that? All right, yeah, we got a we got a roof for it. You want a mic check? This is Vince McMahon back with Jesse the Body Ventura. This is Jesse Ventura. One, two, three, four, five, six. One away. Ten second throw back to Mean Gene with the Twin Towers. <laughs> they're talking the lingo. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, we got we got more going on. Hold on, wait, go back. We got more. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hear, I want to hear I, Vince and Jesse just shooting the shit with each other. Uh, Vince talking about his bad eyesight. <laughs> How he used to wear those granny glasses or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I need my cheaters, I guess. Oh, I got back. Twin Towers. Good, thank you. I can't read this. The light is the shits. <laughs> nice. All right, I gotta grab that drop. <laughs> the latest of shits. I remember year, years ago, um, at, at the at the Bruins games, like they hand out like these you know poster like roster card things, and, and they've mm-hmm. been doing that for like fifteen years. Yeah. And at TD Garden, at a certain point, and anybody who follows wrestling who saw like WrestleMania fourteen or two thousand three Royal Rumble. If you watch those shows, the back wall is like kind of like a bright yellow or gold. Yeah. In in the upper deck when you can see that shot. Well, now 
since about 2014, it's black. Mm. And they also turned down the lighting up in that area. So, like, I couldn't see, like, the very program that they were giving me for, like, a a roster card or whatever. So, like, I'd have to lean forward so that I could get some of the arena light onto it. I can't see, goddammit. (laughs) This lighting is the shits. This lighting is the shits, Jesse, don't you think? (laughs) Um, Yeah, Vince McMahon swearing on air. That's a... That's that's a that's a different thing for us, right? This lighting is the shits. Yeah. Gosh, thank you. I can't read this. The light is the shits. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny for the same reason that Oakland yelling "fuck it" later this yeah. year is uh, nice glue. <laughs> of course, I need my cheaters, I guess. Yeah, he's referring to his glasses. So now they're going to count it in. Because what they said is a 10 second. He would come back to Vince for like 10 seconds and then he would throw it to Mean Gene and the Twin Towers for a pre-recorded. Yeah. uh, Pre-recorded promo. It's light as the shits. You can hear children yelling in the background. It would be awesome if, like, if if we caught Vince saying something. I mean, this everybody would have known it by now. But if, like, Vince had said something like, you know, what was this? What was this secretary that he used to bang? What was her name? Emily Hotbody. Yeah. Well, well, Jesse referenced Emily Hotbody on TV. Yeah, but it would have been funny if Vince was like, "Can we get Emily over here? Can Emily come here and help me out with this?" Here? <laughs> I got to straight out my Longfellow. Right now, Mean Gene Oakland with him, I believe, are the Twin Towers. Take it, Mean Gene. This would be at this time, the Switchster, Akeem, the African Dream, and the Big Boss Man. Gentlemen, is this the match you wanted all along, or are you going to continue your terrorist attacks? Whoa, uh, hey now. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, things it, that don't age well. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of pro- problematic stuff here. Although the Twin Towers versus Demolition in the middle of the year was probably even more problematic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's hard to watch, you know, you know what I mean? Seriously. Slick is Slick is definitely in the launch position to say exactly. Are you guys going to be flying a couple of planes into the tower? Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gene. <sighs> Come on. Let's not insult New York like that. Come on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the king of New York. Slick, I- I heard you have a direct line to Osama bin Laden to ask him for some advice on how to beat the mega powers. Who? The Mujahideen guy? <laughs> Come on. All right. On the mega powers and the defenseless Elizabeth, what do you want? Get out, Holmes. Get out there while the Slickster lays it all out for you. You see, this is the Slickster's third law of wrestling dynamics. Oh. We are three men, and they are... Two men and three men will always be two men. Ergo presto, we will win. Now that does not necessarily apply to three men's tails. No. Anyway. <laughs> that was a Japanese wrestling joke that just did not hit. <laughs> that does not apply to the laws of thermodynamics, which we obey in this house, Lisa. Oh, Kai and Tai DX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody forget that they were they were originally called Kai and Tai DX, and then of course they had to drop the 
DX from it. Yeah. Remains to be seen, Slickster, and if that's the third law of wrestling dynamics, what are the first two laws? Elementary, elementary, my near idiot. You see, first is the law of the jungle. Yo, brother, kill or be killed, eat or be eaten, and I am hungry. <laughs> That's it. And then second is the law of the land. Boss man, read them now, right? You have the right to suffer. You have the right to feel pain. If you wish to have an attorney present, I'll hurt him too. Oh, you've got to be careful. Hey, 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 school is out, Holmes, you dunce cap. Hey, now it's time. You know, objectively, a boss man saying he wants to beat up a lawyer is a babyface promo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. A couple of years later, he's beating up an IRS agent. Ooh, and every, yeah. And, every, and everybody's excited about that. A uh, uh, boss, boss man attacking government officials left and right. I mean, again, he's a face, but again, he's saying things as a heel. Nails is a face. I, I don't understand the concept. <laughs> because, because there are all sorts of people like you who turned Nails heel because you didn't like him. <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. It's on you. To go out and beat those two men, it's the law. I can't believe it. That is to be a factor to what degree I don't know. Vince, let's go back to you. Yeah, do you Vince. Think, do you think some kids went to school the next day and were saying, like, I learned how to do math from watching Slick? Uh, Well, it wouldn't have been this show because it was on a Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Powers, McMahon, look at the size of these two. Huge. I never thought of Bossman as particularly tall, but I think he he fits the mold more of sneaky tall. Mm. Yeah. He's sneakily, yeah, like he's sneakily like six, six, eight, six, seven. He, yeah, he's listed at six, seven. Yeah. Uh, Ted DiBiase is another guy who, who we'll see later with Hercules is a, uh, guy who is deceptively big and also tall because mm. he was 260 and he's like at least 6'5". Oh, now we get the slick dance exhibition. Oh, oh yeah. here we go. Yeah, Vince is gonna <laughs> they Vince probably, if this was the Saturday morning show, Vince would be so over the top about this, but then mm-hmm. but because yeah. it's NBC you know. Yeah, he has to restrain himself he, he, can't, he can't go He can't go full hillbilly in this. Yeah, Vince is wearing a tux. <laughs> That's how he knows to, <laughs> to not carny it up so much. Yeah. Doing his business. Well, we know these individuals are friends, but now we're going to take you to a special video. You talk about friendship, Jesse. Take a look at this. <laughs> you know, we should. We, we need to make a video of, of you and me. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say the uh, video is if you own the new, what I'm gonna do to you? <laughs> You'd be running out of here. There's nothing quite as funny as hearing like Jackson Brown and Clarence Clemens singing over the boss man beating the shit out of Hogan. <laughs> what? God damn it! Did they fucking telegraph this fucking breakup? <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what that does is it helps you hold the audience like, oh, my God, shit's going to happen right now. And I want to see it like, you know, you're not changing the channel at this point. No, No, because they've done enough of a buildup 
where you have to assume that something's going to happen. Yeah. Right? And so you're like, I'm not missing Savage beating up Hogan. But you also want to know how is it going to happen? Like, that was yeah. the thing with Sami Zayn and the bloodline was like, something's going to happen at some point, and I want to see how it's going to happen. And yeah. they they used uh, Kevin Owens as their instrument rather than Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About exact opposites there. Yeah. <laughs> go some good old-fashioned saxophoning i have that album on my wall behind where i'm sitting right now (laughs) the uh clarence clemens and the uh red bank rockers (laughs) you know if you'd have been around when nixon was in the white house he'd still be the president you know i'm right you're not fooling anybody there's a lot of dissension on that team and you're involved in the cover-up. I don't believe there's any dissection. Oh, that doesn't sound like the Jesse Ventura that I know. No, blaming Vince McMahon, saying Vince is involved in a cover-up? Yeah. All right, thank you, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, the lovely Elizabeth, three people working as one with one goal in mind, to defeat, or should I say demolish the Twin Towers? Oh, yeah. oh, oh boy, up. Jesus Christ, Gene. This is not this is not a good night for Oakland. <laughs> but... At the time, it was a very good night for Oakland. But since 2001, it has not been a good night for Oakland in retrospect. No, seriously. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying this to look. This man at, is a monster. <laughs> I'm trying to look at Liz here in terms of. Now, we, we obviously know she's going to take that bump later. Yeah. And she, she is not wearing, like, you know, the white, you know, not over the shoulder dress from, from yeah. four. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a little bit a uh, spot there to build in some protection. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, we can't really bet on these promos, can we? <laughs> um, no, because we we yeah. know that we know Hogan doesn't say anything. You know, does Hogan say he loves Elizabeth in this? I don't think he says it that close, but we'll let's let it play out. Hulk Hogan, you talked about the triangle of love. Jesse Ventura says there's a problem. Explain. Oh yeah, okay, so March. When when <laughs> Oakland says triangle of love, mm. he imme- he immediately changes his expression. It's like, oh Jesus, no way! <laughs> he goes, what's going on now with the talking about love? Huh? All right, Hulkster, I'd like to remind you that you are under oath. <laughs> You aren't right. Well, you know me, Gene. You get right to the heart of the matter with that question, brother. It's the love, man, that's going to supercharge the mega powers and tear down the Twin Towers. It's the love between me and Miss Elizabeth. The love between a brother and a sister. It's the love between... Savage does the the what-the-fuck thing with his hands. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the, the second he says the... Like, why did he he say uh, love for for Elizabeth first? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Savage, Savage's whole oeuvre at this point is basically. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What kind of likeness is this? Me and the Macho Man. The love between two brothers, between two partners, between two friends. All- he wasn't into that kind of love that Hogan was talking about, so he let Beefcake take his place. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh well, I knew I had to get that. I knew I had to get that in. You know, you had to squeeze that in before me. You were like, "Shit, I gotta get this in before Keithy." I told you, as a podcaster, I'm like, a, I'm like one of those bad indie wrestlers. It's like I'm only concerned about getting my shit in. The love between a man and another man. 
Uh, the, really psycho- the psychology of this podcast is off. We're, we're just doing spots here. <laughs> This would this would not be a uh, six star match according to uh, Meltzer. <laughs> Sadly. Also, the love between the Macho Man and Elizabeth. The way a man feels about a woman when the Macho Man looks at Elizabeth. When a man. It's like a radar beam, a laser beam, stronger than the sun. It's love that will lead the mega powers on to victory. All right, I've heard your words, Hulk Hogan. Macho Man, Randy Savage, I've got to ask you. Yeah. I saw you move at the speed of light where the lovely Elizabeth was being manhandled viciously by the big boss man. What were your thoughts then? Oh, yeah, Mean Gene, I can still feel the pain when that cold steel bit into Miss Elizabeth's wrist right there. And when her muscles were torn, my muscles were torn. When her bone was bruised right there, I felt the pain. Hulk Hogan felt the pain, and I can still feel the pain right now. And Hulk Hogan, that pain won't stop until the Twin Towers come crumbling down. Oh, yeah, right now. Tonight on prime time, yeah. yeah. I gotta tell you, Elizabeth, you really got your wrestlers pumped up for this one. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I one, one, once again, um, do we do we? Let's. <laughs> oh God, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, she looks. She looks nice. Her hair looks nice. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mean Gina. And now it's time for Miss Elizabeth to lead us to the ring. Elizabeth, Macho Man, victory awaits us. You and me. Yeah. Yep. But I'm going to tell you, fuckers, they got to play my music. I doubt it. Highly unlikely, Jess. All right, Jesse, get set for the roof. The oh. Bradley Center. Here they come. The Mega Powers. And Savage has cucked himself into using all of Hogan's colors here, including yeah, I mean, his robe and everything. If there was ever a day for Ho- for Savage to attack Hogan, it's right now. I mean, seriously, the guy doesn't even get to use his friggin' music. He's the fucking world champion, and he doesn't even get to use that his mm. own theme music. True, yeah. And it's not like it's bad theme music or anything. It's... It, it's something that's heard at every high school graduation and it is synonymous with Randy Savage for people of a certain age. Yeah. I don't think anybody born after like the year 1999 would necessarily associate it with Randy Savage. No, because that's the what up match. <laughs> what up match? Oh, yeah. I feel I feel that that was his best theme song. <laughs> What up, March? What up, March? Ooh, yeah, burn it. burn it, burn it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth did not wear that dress uh, before this. No, well, because like you said, it's a padded dress. It's like, you know, she's got to make sure she's ready to take the bumps so she doesn't want to get beat up and, you know. And I just want to be clear. It's it's not... Liz took plenty of bumps with Lex Luger, but bumps of a uh, completely different uh, variety. Oh! Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. That is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bumps, uh, you said there was something you wanted to mention about bumps, right? Oh, no, no, no. no. I, I, I got I to save that for another guy. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll remember that bit. It's a solid bit. Oh, good. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Elizabeth is a, is a good X's and O's manager. The one thing I envy Elizabeth for is she she didn't live long enough to see games with the ghost runner at second base in extra innings. <laughs> she would have been she would have been highly upset by that. Barb and I never had a problem with the ghost runner. Oh, shut up, warlord! You're not involved in this show. She, she would have she would have looked at the uh, baseball. The sh- she would have looked at the pitch clock today and would have went, "That is absurd." <laughs> Hey, the pitch clock rules. Mm-hmm. Those, 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 the games are so much easier to watch. I know. Can you imagine if there was a pitch clock in like a Larry Zabisco match? Oh my god! Oh god! It would have been made. It would have made it fucking tolerable. <laughs> I know you like them. Yeah. Now, why did Slick get up on the apron? He had to know that he was just going to get uh, whacked. Now, why did he do that? Yeah. Now, if this was the NWA, that would have been a disqualification because Boss Man went over the top rope. That's right. Yeah. Thank God Jim Hurd's not booking this show. That was that was one rule I never understood as a kid, I, and I always thought less of the NWA because of that rule. Always thought less. But but but, but it was because you know they didn't want to. They wanted another finish built in that mm-hmm. they could use. Yeah. And, but the problem with it, it was a uni- universally terrible finish. Like, was there ever a good guy gets thrown over the top rope DQ finish? No. Yeah. Hogan's hair is definitely uh, thinned out a bit recently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Like, what would it have been? You think it was? uh, Was it Hollywood style? Is that what it is? Did you think he wore a wig for No Holds Barred to give him like more hair? I'm not sure what it was, but, it, I mean, just the natural course of age. He was in his mid-30s. Mm. It's weird to think, you know, that he was, you know, once a young man. But, yeah. <laughs> he was once a young man. <laughs> yeah, he could have been the bass player for so many bands, right? So many bands. My question for Hogan, like, yes. he probably gets so many, like, wrestling questions when people meet him. Like I, I want I want to ask Hogan about music. Like Hulk, you played the bass, right? Yeah, yeah, brother. Were you good? Were you able to play the Barney Miller theme? Um, you know, brother, uh, I tried it a couple times, and uh, just it wasn't working for me, brother. So I said that's not going to work for me. <laughs> he, he's getting rolled up by Hal Linden on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, you know, what am I going to do, brother? I can't, I can't, I can't have that. <laughs> I can't have that in this joint. You know, I was supposed to be in Goodfellas. You know, originally the role for uh, Tommy was going to me. And I said, I don't want to play a heel, brother. Hogan refused to do the uh, do the job to yeah. uh, to Vinny and uh, yeah. Tuddy. Yeah, he was told that. He was like, he was going to be Vinny. And he said, no. So the most he was going to do was Pauly. But then again, he didn't want to go to jail because that's given up. You know, that's given up uh, heat. He didn't want to give up any heat. <laughs> Are there any actual baby faces, like true baby faces, in Goodfellas? Um, I mean, maybe the kids. <laughs> mm. Karen and Karen and uh, Hend- Hendry's kids, maybe. Hmm. That, that's about as much. That's, that's as close as you're gonna get. 
I mean, they were kind of innocent. Can- you know? oh, oh, no. No, the correct answer is Karen's father. He yeah. hasn't been able to digest a meal, good, decent meal in six weeks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, his dad's an innocent. In fact, he's the ultimate baby face to me. Yeah, not the not the not the the mother. You know, the mother sucks. Yeah. Karen's mother sucks. Who who is also um uh Carmella's mother. That's she sucked in that too. Ah. Yeah, she's uh, a heel all the time. Oh, what for this we had to suffer under the yoke of that woman. Nice long shine sequence by the Mega Powers gets cut off. Yep. Pretty quick. Oh, there's Boss Man with the pile driver. You know how I was like, how come we never saw him do it in a match? And he does it in literally the most high-profile match of his career. You're a fucking idiot, Winston. (laughs) (laughs) You're no no good at podcasting. Come on, huh? (laughs) You're no fucking cop. (laughs) So, yeah, Hogan's going to get beat up a little because he's going to go on vacation for a while. Yeah. He's going to yeah. go on vacation. Or like like that obnoxious Royal Rumble where uh, Roman Reigns is number one and then he like goes away for like 45 minutes and then comes back at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but, when, when Vincent Stone Cold did it in 99, everybody thought it was amazing. So don't totally shit all over the WWE. That would be the 2016 Rumble, which wasn't completely terrible except for the fact that they decided to have like the 50 year old retired guy win it yeah that that was basically like triple h winning the world title at that point was like Vern winning the title in like the 80s in the awa um yeah about probably about the same speed as far as uh wrestler went at that point too because i think at that point triple h had slowed down a lot yeah Oh, oh, look, that, that guy is high-fiving in the front row, the anti-Hogan guy. Yeah, because he's excited, because nobody wanted this fucking guy to win. <laughs> nobody, except for, like, the other 19,997 people. I, I, you know what? I'm willing to bet that it was that the Hogan-Savage feud was very similar to the Hogan-Jake Roberts feud, where... Everybody was chanting DDT when Hogan got DDT in those matches. And Vince, Jesse, Jesse, Hogan looked at Vince and went, nope. And then that's what Vince said to to Jake. And he said, I'm sorry, brother. I can't help you out. Well, you would do the same thing if you were in his position. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you going to be like? Like, yeah, I'm the top baby face and I'm just going to sit here and let somebody usurp my position without pushing back. No, I hear you. I'm not yeah. saying he was wrong. I'm just saying he was a dick. <laughs> uh, set Randy Savage hot tag in a Saturday Night's Main Event match. Or style match. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, Savage making the case for being the best friggin' Saturday Night's TV. Like, he's the best TV worker, I'm telling you. He might not be the best, like... Saturday morning, like traditional TV, that but but Saturday night's main event, like this particular format, he's yeah. by far the where you're trying to do what they're trying to accomplish in a lot of these matches on Saturday night's main event and the main event is they're trying to do a 20 minute match in 12 minutes, yeah, or even less than that because Saturday night's main event, most of the matches would go 
eight or nine tops. Yeah. So Savage would manage to cram. Savage, he would make, he would basically, he was like listening to a podcast at one and a half times speed. No, you know, uh, wait, hold on. I'm not, not to cut you off, but I'm going to stop you right there because I think you had pointed out, you, you said, you had pointed out once to me that Savage is like the best at television, like television style matches. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. You're right. And after that, like going back, watching Savage, Savage is that's why I consider Savage to be the greatest of all time, because he really knew how to put together a match and tell a complete story in sometimes under five minutes. I mean, the guy was a fucking master of it. And that's I, so I agree with you completely. So don't change your opinion and start saying that no. he might not have been the best, because I think Savage is the best. The other thing about Randy Savage that, you know, they, they always talk about how, like, Jake wanted to have that Pat Patterson role mm-hmm. or how Brett wanted to have it or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know how interested Savage was in, like, working creative. Uh, oh, but yeah. But he, he would have he been another guy who. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can, you imagine, can you imagine him at the Performance Center being able to uh, teach people stuff? Probably a little too intense and would get fired after four months. But, uh, boy, they get a lot of that at four months. They get one and a half times the normal learning that they would out of it. One and a half times. Much like the podcast. So this is, yeah. (laughs) Brings brings me back to to what I was saying earlier. But So Savage just got thrown out of the ring by Akeem. And he got Mm -hmm. thrown out right at the aisle way. Yeah. Now, this is all, you know. Cause, it's cause all what, setting it up. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Liz comes over, helps mm-hmm. him do his feet. Yep. Like, all right. Set set your mark. Yep. Perhaps he would never reach on his own. Oh, yeah. He looks real inspired crawling back. Here it comes. Yep. Macho Man through the rope. Oh, no. Now, Savage hit her with his legs, like the back of his legs. Yeah. So that it would, like, kind of, like, make contact, and then he could, like, kind of pull back a little. Yeah. Now, why is the referee not counting? Yeah, this is a count-out. This is the end of the match. The match is over right here. Oh, had, had, oh, Earl, had Earl been doing his fucking job, we never would have had the uh, Mega Powers explode. No, he's, tie- he's tied up with the... Uh... He's tied up with Boss Man and Akeem because Boss Man came into the ring himself. Yeah, yeah. Here's the visual. Mm-hmm. Hogan, Hogan, basically mounting Elizabeth for some reason. <laughs> and, Did you uh, mount her? <laughs> Sav- Sav- Savage is pointing like he's the angry monkey from uh, Family Guy. Did they ever resolve that feud with with him and the and the boy? What oh, yeah. Chris? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't really care how it turned out. I just want to know. He if came. It, you know how it all started? Is his wife cheated on him? Yes. With another monkey, and then that's where he left her house, and he ended up at the Griffin residence, and he was just a disgruntled person. So <laughs> you know, and then he he took out his anger on Chris for a few years, and then things changed, and he got back to you know he he was okay again. All right, then. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, Savage God, pointing. God rest his soul. Peering down at Hulk Hogan, who's attending to Elizabeth. If asked for help, it's on its way. Yeah, the doctors would be down there, but Vince had them kicked out of the facility <laughs> as part of his campaign. Yes. 
it is the great irony of all of this is that yeah great the great irony like li- literally the dudes working in the ring have to go also take care of the emergency medical stuff <laughs> the medical facility yeah mhm so Akeem and Bossman yeah Akeem Akeem has to yeah all right now he's dragging Savage back in Look what she's done now. As useless as tits on Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> first of all, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> first of all, how dare you? That is absurd. Yeah. Now we, we we're gonna we're gonna have plenty of time later to make fun of Hogan's overacting, but Elizabeth's uh, Elizabeth's overacting is a little funny too. Mm-hmm. Where you know she's basically dead. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. All, all, all right, you'd be you'd be kind of rolling around like ah oh, my head. Oh, I mean I'm God. I'm sorry. Like fucking sensational Sherry was taking drops, like fucking like you wouldn't like you read about. <laughs> Elizabeth can't even take a fucking leg drop from Savage. Come on, huh? <laughs> Savage dropped the leg. Wow. Yeah. Actually, Liz was trying to show Dino Bravo how to properly take a leg drop. Barb and I never minded that Liz would teach us how to take leg drops. Hey, Warlord, you're not part of this show. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just want to get my bits in. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an indie wrestler. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and yeah, that was that was artwork there. Hogan holding Elizabeth with Savage pissed off in the background in the main event banner behind that. <laughs> huh. And because Savage is distracted, he gets knocked off the apron. Yeah. You're taking him out to receive medical attention. Find the action here, you know. And look what this has done to the Macho Man. It's left the Macho Man in the ring all by itself. Nobody to tag off to to face the Twin Towers while Hogan is running that worthless Elizabeth back. Yep. First, first of all, I like seeing uh, the Hart Foundation in the background there. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that they hang out together. You know, sure. That they're not just two ships in the night. Yeah. Kind of, you know, they're, they're like you and me. Yeah. Hung out yesterday. Well, they like uh, each other. Yeah. Uh, but we need to bring up a topic that I've been meaning to discuss for a long time. Oh, okay. Hogan's lack of faith in medical personnel. Where did this come <laughs> from? Like. All right, you got Liz on. You got Liz on the stretcher. Hogan's lack of faith in medical personnel. No, no. Let Let's think about this because you think Hogan. Hogan's job technically mm-hmm. is oh oh. Hogan don't do no jobs, but you know what I mean. He's in the match with Savage, so you think all right. You, Hogan you, don't do no you, jobs. You hand Elizabeth over to the medical professional or mm-hmm. whatever whatever you classify these guys as. Mm-hmm. However. I think I think we, I think I know the point that this stems back from. Mm-hmm. Hogan in '88, he's off during the summer because uh, you know uh, two-time driver of the year Nick Hogan was born that year, <laughs> and uh, so so he had plenty of time to watch the weekly TV. And on the weekly TV, you'll remember that superstar Billy Graham was attacked by Greg Valentine. Yes. And then when they carried him out on the stretcher, they dropped the stretcher. Oh, that's right. And I, I think that's why uh, Hogan 
is sticking around, at least for the moving the stretcher part. Seems about right. Now, this one's on wheels, so it's not as big of an issue, but, um, you know, there's always the chance that Liz could roll off there. I'd say that tracks with the way Hogan is. Because <laughs> we've always heard that Hogan was a nice guy. Ho- Hogan's, uh, Hogan, Hogan's uh, looking at this and being like... Um, He's he's looking at the Billy Graham thing, and he's like, "Not not on my watch, brother. Yeah. No, nobody's getting dropped by the Hulkster." Hogan's but, very Hogan's a very compassionate man. <laughs> yeah, I should get that drop, and I should just replay you saying that over and over again. <laughs> so, all right, I like how Hogan is leading the way. Like he knows where the first aid place is in this brand new building that he's never rescued, wrestled in. Look at the fucking actor. Yeah, yeah, Hogan. Please, Hogan t- please, somebody oh, help her. Well, it's gonna get worse later. I know. Oh. Totally unconscious, the Macho Man thrown right into Elizabeth. Vince, Vince, right now sounds like he sounds like. Remember when? Remember when Bobby gets fired from Raw? Yeah. And Vince is like, he's, he's got, it sucks. And toilet paper. <laughs> like, the way he says that, that's what he sounds like right now. He's like, yeah. Elizabeth is just, she's so vulnerable right now. Mm. Yeah, so so it's it's basically like a bigger room dressed up as a first aid thing, I, I would guess. I, I, my, my assumption is that they couldn't use the actual first aid room for this, so they... they put curtains around a bigger dressing room so that they could they'd have more room for it because remember they got to fit like beefcake and, and some of the agents in there too i was gonna say it, this looks like all right so you know how in like modern day conference rooms you can like do the divider walls yeah that, yeah i thought this was right can't happen it's just a, a travesty oh, be careful please be careful. to elizabeth be careful please oh god of course, Hogan, when they assist and move her over, he, he he goes right for the ass. I like if he goes, if he went, please be careful with her. She's my meal ticket. <laughs> that would have been really funny. Or like, I don't think I've ever seen Hulk Hogan. Oh, be careful with her, please. She knows where the, she, she knows where the hotel is. Seems to me. Please help us. Oh, no. Oh, God. She's my driver. <laughs> you know, like. How am I going to get to the next town? <laughs> she's the one that, I don't know where she put the keys the, the, She's the one that knows the password To the combination lock <laughs> Hulk if she can't drive Just get a, get a ride with Hillbilly Oh I'm not riding oh, with that guy again That's that's not going to work for me brother <laughs> He made me ride in a chair Up in the back of like a convertible Like I was in that Beverly Hillbilly's <laughs> open <laughs> No. He made me ride in the chair on the back of the fucking pickup. Like, like I'm, like I'm Buddy Ed oh. Ebsen. Oh. Hey, look, hey, look at that! I'm bringing hey. it back to, oh, I'm sir. bringing it back to uh, Barnaby Jones. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. All right, so, yeah, so now, where, what? Where's Hogan's lack of faith in the in the medical personnel? Because he should just leave. What's he gonna do? Well, I mean, you know, he's got to make sure this guy's taking the blood pressure correctly taking her blood pressure she got fucking <laughs> she, she savage fell on her she didn't have like a fucking 
split artery. What the fuck, man? <laughs> this is the fucking most. Oh, God, this is so bad. <laughs> All right. You've sustained a traumatic blow to the head. We're going to take your blood pressure. That is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and um and and then you get ho but Hogan's gonna make all sorts of fun noises. You know what I you know what I noticed like one of the times I was watching this video, and I'm gonna point it out to you, and I bet you it's gonna be something you're gonna never be able to unsee, is look at how white Hogan's like fingertips are. <laughs> like where his nails are. <laughs> like Hogan's got the Hogan looks like he's a fucking major league catcher given signs. And he's got fucking his fingernails painted white. <laughs> well, uh, li- later later on, we're gonna get. Um, <laughs> well, I'll I'll will save that bit for. Yeah, right. uh, but like, um, Hogan believed in proper grooming. He he get my manicures on the road. <laughs> he had it built into his '86 contract. Yeah. Yeah. Manny Petty's. That, it's what he got in exchange for ratting out the union to Vince. That's, he got oh, pedicure. He got manic Manny Petty's on the Hogan. Regular. We used to call him Manny Petty. <laughs> I that would be a great uh great enhancement name on like the Saturday morning TV. Manny Petty, Ma- Manny Petty. <laughs> from Fire Island, New York. Manny Petty. <laughs> uh is she breathing? Oh, they made they made yeah. is, is she breathing? She well, breathes. you know what? You know, you know, when somebody's not breathing, usually they put something on their face uh, to supply them with oxygen. No, we'll just sit here and have bottles of hydrogen peroxide and rubbing alcohol behind her. And that that and a black phone. The the med the medic there has got to be. Th- he's afraid to stand up to Hogan and just tell him. You She's know, gonna fuck everything. Yeah, up. like seriously. Can you get can you get out of the oh, way? Is she breathing, please? Like why Hogan didn't stop? Now see that would have been that's probably a bridge too far for Savage, but like what if Hogan like started performing CPR on Liz? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. Uh... Hulk, did you perform mouth to mouth on Elizabeth? I didn't. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God, please save her. She's so, a saver. Saver. I, I mean, it, it's not. Now, if, like, Earth, not Earthquake, if Akeem or the boss man had fallen on her, maybe. Look at the acting by Liz. You know, the best part about this is that this actually drew a shitload of money, as we know. Mm-hmm. But it's also so unbelievably hokey that we can yeah. also laugh at it as well while oh, acknowledging, sure. acknowledging that it all worked. Oh, yeah. That that medic there, he's like, this is his shining moment on TV and the other camera guy has to get the hell out of the way. Like, they should have gotten a guy, they should have got, like, Howie Mandel, like, right, right from, uh, uh, what was the hospital show that he was on? <laughs> oh. Was... I, I don't know. Seen elsewhere. They should have had Howie Mandel from St. Elsewhere or like Denzel. Denzel was in St. Elsewhere. They could have had them be on this show at this point. We're definitely in the ad break here. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means. Look at Akeem sucking air. The truck is talking to Vince and you can very, very faintly hear what they're saying to him. Yeah. And come back for the second half of the match, but... We don't care so much about that. We care about what Vince says. We want to know if he's going to uh, drop another F-bomb. Sure. Or say the shits. 
That acting by Hogan was the shits. I need my peepers. We come back here. We establish what's going on very quickly. We throw back to uh, to the uh, first aid room. Okay. We hear Elizabeth say, uh, Hulk, go back. Oh. Oh. He was almost he was almost keeping with kayfabe. Cause it cause it sounds like it sounded like he was legitimately going, okay, we're gonna come back from commercial and then we're gonna we're gonna pick up back in the first aid room. And that sounds like legit like that sounds like kayfabe. Yeah. You no? Know? But then when he says and we hear Elizabeth say go back, then yeah. you know that it's like, ah, that sucks, Vince. Well, you know, we're not hearing this at home, so hot 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 mic. Well, neither neither one of them is talking now, so it would have been funny if he goes, We go back and then Liz is there and she says, Go back, Hulk, and then Jesse goes, and then he fucks her. That would have been really funny. <laughs> and then he kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is a long break. Well, it's a two-minute ad break. Do you think... Now, we saw Boss Man with Savage in the corner, but it didn't look like they were doing much. I don't know. So do you I think mean, that they were being told, like, you're at a commercial, you guys can chill for a minute? And do, like, a yeah. rest spot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, re- they relay it through Hebner or whatever. Okay, all right. Vince is, Vince is talking again. That correct before I throw it back to the medical uh, room. I'm about 10 seconds before I throw it back to the medical room. Is that where I am? Let me see it on the, on the rundown. Where am I? Vince is working hard on the rundown. Mm-hmm. You're working hard on the rundown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would you need to work hard on the rundown? What's a rundown? <laughs> <laughs> That's Oakland back there, correct? Not yet. <laughs> That's Oakland back there, isn't it? That piece of shit. <laughs> Not yet. No. Crowd was chanting Hogan for a very brief period during this ad break, but yeah. it stopped. You can hear all the noise of like stuff going on in the ring. Yeah. But no, no commentary, and you can't actually see it because it's just that that main event logo that's there. You can barely make out something in between the A and the I in main event. Oh, here we mm-hmm. go. Okay. Yeah. So now they're back to hard camera. Mm-hmm. Back with more of the main event. Akeem continuing to hammer away on the Macho Man, Randy Savage, who's put on a gallant performance thus far, handling both twin towers. But meanwhile, back in the first aid area. So we are told Elizabeth is getting medical attention thanks to the Hulkster. (laughs) 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 They cut off Jesse. He was about to start a sentence because he said, ha. Ha. That union guy. (laughs) Hogan. Hogan in his fucking manicure and his fucking pedicure. He wears boots. You don't even see the goddamn toenails. That fucking Kayim hot dog guy. <laughs> you know, Hogan is kind of the same color as a hot dog. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 
and he wears yellow pants, which is yellow is the same color as a bun. <laughs> he why is he endorsing uh why is he endorsing French's mustard? Shouldn't he be sponsoring America mustard? Wait, uh, yellow mustard is American mustard. Yeah. He, he made a deal with Frenchie Martin, with Frenchie Kaiser. <laughs> oh my god! All right, now this this is where this is where Hogan has the. We, we we have a bit of an issue here. No, 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 listen carefully to what Hogan is saying. Okay. Hogan at his absolute carny best. Okay. God, Randy didn't mean it. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God he's still here with us. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. Oh, this is heavy. Oh, thank God. Oh my God! Thank God you're alive. Oh God! Oh, oh God! Thank God! Oh, thank God! I was tis on. Thank God! Oh. Tis on. Oh, Elizabeth. First of all, that's the fucking porn sounds. Oh thank yeah. God! Oh yeah. thank God! And then you notice he's like humping the air too. Mm. Liz is looking at him. She's like, "Can you get your dick off of me, please?" The man, <laughs> look the the man the man's got a lot of testosterone. Okay, look, his, look what, what, his... what, what, what do you want the guy to do? I mean, it, come on, huh? He sh- he should. I guess he should fire one out before the match, which Iron Sheik should have learned as well. Look at his fucking look at his fingertips. <laughs> look at how white they are. They're they're as white as the fucking doctor's coat. Yeah, that is a little strange. Maybe maybe Hogan was going through like a Marilyn Manson phase of some kind at this time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Hogan was Hogan was really into like Motley Crue at this point. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh thank God. Oh, thank God. Randy didn't mean it. Randy didn't mean it. I'd bring you back. He knocked you out. He didn't mean to. Thank God you're okay. Hulk Hogan! Go to him. You must go to him. So now Hogan's gonna. By the way, it would have been funny if Hogan had like gotten lost on the way back and we had like a spinal tap moment. <laughs> like I ain't, I ain't ever worked this arena before. It's brand new. I mean, he knew exactly where the medical center was, so you have to assume he knows the way back. I just you know, gotta re- I gotta retrace my steps, brother. <laughs> you know, it's a valid point. I wonder, had they were uh, the Bradley Center opened for the '88 '89 NBA season, so they could have done a show there uh, before this. And, and yeah, they did. November the fourth, they did a show, and Ho- Hogan beat Boss Man. So, oh. so Hogan did know where the medical facility was. Yeah. Jesus, Hogan does look like a hot dog because he's got he's got mustard and ketchup on. Yeah, he's got the red. He, although although he doesn't have any relish. Well, do you think that do you think that when in 1985 Hogan looked at a hot dog and went, "That's it, that's what I'm gonna be, brother." <laughs> I bet you Vince did. Vince probably saw it and was like, "You know what?" He had Hogan over and they were eating hot dogs in the backyard. And, and Vince said, this is it. Here, here it comes. I think this is it. I think this is the friggin' the Akeem botch. 
Oh yeah, we're get we're getting it soon. By the way, the the first the first show at the Bradley Center, November fourth, eighty eight. Um, by the way, same day that They Live came out in theaters. Oh. Uh, pretty good show, although it, it off to uh, off to a slow start though. Iron Mike Sharp over Brian Blair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coco Ware over Lombardi. Brainbusters over Young Stallions. Blue Blazer over Danny Davis. Oh God! And now, now you get into some uh, more advanced stuff. Beefcake over Ron, over Senator Ron Bass. Uh, and then you get uh, two title matches: Demolition over the Bulldogs, and oh. Warrior over Honky. Oh, okay. And then in the main event, Hogan over Boss Man. Jesus! So if that's the that's yeah. the A show, right? Yeah, the B show would have been in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, actually in Montreal, Quebec. Okay. And, and that show uh, drew eleven thousand five sixty, so not not a not close to a sellout. Yeah. Uh, Lanny over Barry Horowitz. Sherry over Rock and Robin, because they hadn't okay, acknowledged so the, the title other, change there's yet. The other, there's yeah. the other title match. DiBiase over Hercules. Yeah. Rooster over Patera. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Jim Duggan over Bad News. Wow. Okay. Bad Bad News took a loss to Duggan. In, wow. Okay. Well, remember Montreal is the Bizarro World. Yep. Uh, Hearts Hearts and Rougeaus went to a twenty minute time limit draw when Jacques and Brett refused to lose in Canada. Uh, King Haku over Jim Brunzel. Of course, Haku when he was King Tonga. Was uh-huh. a staple was a staple up in Montreal, yeah. And in the main event, Macho Man Randy Savage, the world champion, defeated Dino Bravo by DQ at seven fifty five in a lumberjack match when Frenchie Martin interfered. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And then the C show was Denver, Colorado that night, which was at the Auditorium three thousand with a main event of Andre and Rude over Jake and Tito. Wow. Yeah. That's like a Survivor Series 88 ding preview. Yeah. Yeah, so they do the double backbreaker to Savage. They set him up in the center. And now sure now, now they're going to go for a double splash. Now, the key here, of course, is that we, we've all seen our share of Akeem and Boss Man matches, I, I presume. They hit the ropes differently. Yeah, Boss Man goes real low. Yeah. Yeah, and, and because he goes low, that lowers the second rope, which creates a bigger space between the top and the middle rope. Mm-hmm. And somehow Akeem <laughs> manages to fall through that. Jesus, Jesse is the only one who really acknowledges that that happened. Yeah, don't look too good, McMahon. Look at this. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I mean, the fact that Gang gets back up though, that's a bad bump. Why are you calling him gang? We all know the real gang is Ronnie Garvin. I he, had, he had it. He had it first. Excuse me. I refuse to accept okay. that. Okay. Uh, but oh my god, it would have been a catastrophe if this guy had fallen on his head and broken his neck. Mm-hmm. Because then, then all of a sudden they got to figure out a way to, you know, to to work around that, I guess. But then he gets up, gets right back in the ring. Work around it. Yeah, like they're they're actually kind of waiting on him. Like Savage mm-hmm. throws Boss Man out in that direction, and then Akeem gets back in, 
He throws Akeem out the other side. Oh, oh, he throws him out the same side where Boss Ban is. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. So now yeah. we can now we can build up to our uh... <laughs> the slap heard around the world. Yeah, the what, what did the five fingers say to the face? That's right. Randy Savage not tagging out. What? What? What's he? Ooh, what a slap! That is absurd. <laughs> what was that for? I don't know, but Savage struck Hogan. Big boss man over hammering away on Hulk right now. I don't understand that at all. Go back and get your prize, Savage. Yeah. Come on, go back and get the thing that matters the most to you. Well, remember that last time he forgot to bring the belt with him. Yeah. Yeah, Savage is halfway up the aisle before Tom Petty touches his hand and he gets really upset. Did you see that guy who looked like Tom Petty? Who, uh, did, you, did you see that guy? He looked just like see, Tom Petty. Yeah, that guy? Yeah, that guy? Red, 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 he's all out. Red, everybody out. He's all out. Yeah, see, right right there. Oh, there's, yeah. Tom, there's Tom Petty reaching to grab Savage's... Is there, uh, do we know for a fact of Tom Petty? Maybe he was in Milwaukee that time. <laughs> what? Petty's from friggin' Gainesville. You know Florida's a big wrestling place. You know you know he was a wrestling fan. Was he enough of a mark to fly up to the Bradley Center, though? In he February? Been, he <laughs> might have been in Milwaukee. Everybody likes to go to Milwaukee in February. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, I, you know, maybe maybe he was trying to give Hogan a, a tryout for the Heartbreakers. <laughs> you know, Hogan could play bass. Actually, you know what? I know what it is. Around this time, the original drummer for the Heartbreakers was leaving, and yeah. Petty had heard that not only can Hogan play bass, he's also known as one of the best drummers. Like he's like Keith, he's the Keith Moon of professional wrestling drummers. Keith Moon is what I call you when you pull down your pants. Keith. Keith Moon. Yeah, Savage forgot the belt, which is kind of funny because he's yeah. so he's so detail oriented. It's the one fucking thing he cares about. Or, or because because he forgets the belt, this buys more time to build this drama. True. Maybe Savage is, you know what? I should consider the fact that maybe Randy Savage knows more about professional wrestling than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Highly unlikely, Jess. I can't believe he's leaving the match. I don't blame him. Hogan left him. Yeah, he didn't like Petty touching him when he found out American Girl was actually about Elizabeth. Oh. (laughs) Well, makes sense. She was raised on promises. <laughs> Hogan in the corner. Look at this. Yeah, well, Hogan having an easy time because he uh, <laughs> get a very good rest segment. Yeah, he got a nice break. Plus, he knocked one out while he was with Liz. It would have been really good if Savage tagged back in. Like beat up Haku, beat up Bossman and Akeem a little bit, and then went to tag Hogan and slapped him again. <laughs> that would have been fucking great. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got you got to really build that heat. Mm-hmm. Savage should have taken the Mega Powers pants off right there and just threw them at Hogan, and then walked back with his dong hanging out. Well, then he would have been Randy Moon. 
Actually, if if Savage was as well endowed as as Lanny was, you know he would have done that. <laughs> Savage wasn't as well endowed as Lanny. It's the one thing Lanny got from Angelo was the well endowedness. Mm. Savage, Randy got everything else from Angelo, but Lanny got the penis. <laughs> yeah, money, fame, adoration versus a uh, a big really really gigantic cock. Yeah. Yeah, well, you had to know, I think, Akeem was going to eat the pin here. Yeah. Yeah, because if there's... Because the boss man's still being held strong. Akeem can take the pin. You know, Akeem isn't really moving around all that well there. But in thinking about it, he well, who knows? He might have been concussed falling out of the oh, ring. Oh, yeah. He had to be. Um, now, I have a question. In 92... How does that match end in 92? Does Hogan, does Hogan, is it like a double disqualification? Is it like Flair and the Undertaker yeah. and just, be, okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't going to pin either Undertaker or Flair on TV, so they just did a DQ. And yeah. that was when, that was when Beefcake like throws himself in the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It's going to be a face-off. <laughs> I, I absolutely hate the post-match here. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. It was something that was totally rushed. They should have just done something where, like, Hogan beats on the boss man a little bit and then mm-hmm. quickly realizes and, like, oh, crap, I got to go to the back and resolve this yeah. right, right now. Mm-hmm. Would have saved themselves some time. Although I'm not exactly interested in making sure that Hercules and DiBiase has a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of tizime? Uh, yeah, tiz- tizime, tizime. Yes, Slickster, it's interrogation time. I can't believe this happening. Wait a minute. Oh, he cut Slickster to the boss man. Well, I guess he kind of does do what I suggested, but that the whole handcuff thing was so goofy. Like, come on, let's yeah, let's let's give the audience a little bit of credit here, huh? Come on, huh? Yeah, come on, huh? <laughs> Gotta take a stand. It don't hurt to hide. Well, if Hogan's so hurt, good th- good thing he's got a first aid room and he knows where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he, of course he hurts to hide, though. So you know. All right, let's see who we see in the background as he goes past. Oh, instead, instead we get Liz laying it, and Savage just sort of berating her. Yeah, Savage is fucking yelling at her. What the hell's the matter with you? Now, she's the innocent party in this because she's the one who told Hogan to go back like the first second she could. Um, you know what I love, though, is Savage is already talking about being the third person in the Mega Powers to her. I love it. Hmm. He heard our podcast and decided to travel back. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a mind screw. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There he is. Yeah. Well, there he he's, is. He's got to make himself again. <laughs> I really want to know who this medic is. Like he, he 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 gets about four minutes of camera time for this thing, and nobody knows who he is. I like that the the medics like I, I, I the medic should have been like I'll leave you guys alone right now. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fool I'm gonna fool around with all these hypodermic needles in I'm the not, background. I'm, 
I'm just going to pretend like I'm fil- I'm going to sit here and just keep saying uh, carrots and peas, carrots and peas, <laughs> carrots and peas, carrots and peas. I mean, when you think about the fact that this is live, Savage's promo is probably the greatest promo in the history of pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Look at Liz barely containing like her fucking laughter. Spot right there. You wouldn't be in that spot right now. You know what I'm saying? That's wrong with you, man. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, into frame comes Hogan. By the way, I, I like that there's a no smoking sign in the first aid room. <laughs> we still had to do those back in the late 80s. Well, it was a new center, and they had to put that in there. What did, what did I say yesterday about, like, oh, well, we were at the thing in, in the backyard, and you were like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd smoke a cigar, except, you know, it just bothers everybody. And I was like, yeah, if this was 1973, <laughs> people went inside to smoke. <laughs> Things were a little different. I don't want to bother everybody outside. I'll just go inside and stain this person's curtains. Yes. All right. So, so now a nice back and forth between these two gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I'm this will this debate will be conducted under uh, Lincoln Douglas rules. <laughs> Robert's rules of water. Don't you leave me out there? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You knocked her down, man. I know it's an accident. Hey, let me tell you something about Hulkamania. Yeah. Macho man. This is Hulkamania. You're wrong, man. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, you're right out of line. No, you're right. You're out of line. And let me tell you why you're out of line. You got jealous eyes right there. Right there. You're looking at me with jealous eyes. Because you're a former champion. Hulkamania is just a little bit. I would carry you. I'm not number three in the mega powers. I'm number one. You guys got me in the back. I think the way to resolve this. Yeah. Now, look, uh, I'm looking at this not through kayfabe or, or I'm looking at this as two human beings having an argument. Uh, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan needs to just pull a Philly title and be like, I had to go take a shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like to try and let things cool down a little bit. Well, I mean, what what Hogan should have said is the reason why you're always in the back seat, Randy, is that when Liz and I are driving from town to town, you're always like, I want to take a nap. (laughs) He was very concerned about his sleep. Yeah. You know, you have a hard sleep schedule, so we let you sleep in the back seat. That's why you're in the back. Lanny also had a very hard sleep schedule. Cock. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you when you got a, a an eighteen inch kielbasa between your legs, it's really hard to get comfortable in the bed. Anyway, there is Wonderwall. In fact, Lanny used, to, Lanny's wife used to go, "What do I want with your leg?" <laughs> leg. It was a third leg. <laughs> Lanny actually at at the show. He this is where they they pitched the genius to him. Originally, Lanny wanted to go from a poet to a rapper and his rap name would be tripod but um vince vetoed the deal <laughs> plans changed tripod yeah, yeah. he would have ch- changed to tripod mid attitude era in the middle of his 11 year title reign if things had gone the way you wanted it to be booked hickory dickory dock road dog yeah <laughs> All right, I, I, f- I felt like a heel, uh, not as big of a one as a Savage, for interrupting the greatest promo in wrestling history. Yeah. For a title shot. You know why? You know why, Elizabeth? Because you can't beat me. You're wrong. No, you can't. Man, don't touch me. You can't beat me. 
No, Russia. You didn't come at me like a man. You're jealous because I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion now. And I'm going to be a long time from now. No, you didn't wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm going to tell you what you're wrong about more than anything else. No. I'm going to tell you what you're wrong about more than anything else. I can take anything. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Those eyes right there. Those eyes. Lost Elizabeth. You understand that? You got my face. You got lost for Elizabeth right there. And I'm going to tell you it makes me sick. I can't even stand to look at you. You turned my guts into. If you wanted to come at me man to man for the belt, I would beat you one, two, three. That would be okay. You lost for Elizabeth. Uh, Hulk, uh, could you stop chewing the scenery, please? I mean, I have a question for you, and maybe you can't answer this. I don't know if you can. Um, yes. So, do you think that Savage, like, did he get a hotel room for the remainder until he found his own place to live? I mean, because I can't imagine he went back to the apartment with Liz after this. No, because in kayfabe, they're not they're not married, oh. so they they live in separate places. Oh, okay, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Savage though had to convert his pad from a <laughs> From a from a face from a face apartment to a heel apartment. Yeah. The, these are the things we don't think about. Is it's a whole it's a whole lifestyle that they have to consider. So it's it's, it's more than just getting Gurria to you know get the stuff and bring it to bring it to Goulet so that he can bring it into the heel locker room. So do you think that Savage went home this night and took down his picture of uh, Bruno with the title and put up the picture of Billy Graham with the title? No, he never put he never he never put up a picture of Bruno because Bruno called him slime, and Savage <laughs> never forgot that. He, 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 Savage, he never... much like you, always keeps his receipts. I, I save all my receipts. <laughs> yeah. huh. Try to t- and now and now he's gonna hit him with the belt. Yep, one of the great belt shots ever. Oh, damn, all of those th- tongue depressors went everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I like Vincent. Oh, my. See, that's what you should do with your winged eagle is like you should stage like a room where you have the belt of the floor and a bunch of like medical equipment, but mostly tongue depressors around it. Or coding books. <laughs> I like how there's extra medical personnel shirts. Sure. Yeah. Well, hanging yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. For Christ's sake, Randy. So she gets up out of the bed to kind of, you know, shield him. And now Savage grabs the belt. Get out of the way. I'm going to smash you. And now I've paused it on Beefcake walking into frame. Uh, about to pull Savage back, but you want you want to know what this is the great? <laughs> I know this is more baseball terminology. Uh-huh. It's the it's the greatest check swing in history. <laughs> because if, beef, beefcake. if Beefcake had made contact, he would have ruined the entire thing. But now he's just this blip <laughs> that they could easily edit out. And here comes Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> He, he he was between hands with your brother Brian. Yeah, <laughs> he had folded this one. He's like, "Oh shit, guys, I gotta go. I'll be right back." By the way, what the fuck is up with your brother going all the way to Seattle to go to the All Star game, and then he doesn't even go to the All Star game? He didn't go to Seattle. He was going to go to Seattle, but then oh. the tickets were too expensive, so they went to Pittsburgh instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I have trouble following along these days. I know. Well, you all know. right. 
All right, so Beefcake's shirt is worn correctly. It is a yellow shirt, not turned inside out. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no, wait. I saw the tag, so it was inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Savage should be taking the Mega Powers trunks off at this point, but I'll let it slide. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to splatter you right on him. Splatter. Yeah, but he believes he's number one in the Mega Powers, so why why should he give it up? It's like the Michael Bolton thing from Office Space. Why should I change? He's the one that sucks. Uh, that's true. Mm. Well, Hogan's not wearing them anyway, because Hogan never wore them. One time, Hogan wore the Powers pants just at SummerSlam, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because he doesn't wear them at Survivor Series, ding. Barb and I never had a problem with them having part of our team name on their trunks. Mm-hmm. You know, we were the powers of pain, and they were the mega powers, and I could see how that, that would get confusing. You know, prior to ding, uh, we could have been part of the mega powers. Yeah. Barb and I could have been, like, numbers five and six in the mega powers. I mean, it would have made sense. You know, we were, we were all baby faces. We were just as strong as the two of them. It would have solved a lot of problems because uh, war, war, it could have uh, been uh, lifting weights with Hogan and distracted him from being obsessed with Elizabeth. You know, Barb and I, Bar- here's something Bar- I used to tell Barb all the time. Even though I'm the warlord, I was amazing at, um, you know, conflict resolution. And I was really good at being able to solve problems between amongst teams. He was less a warlord than he was a consensus maker. <laughs> No, 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 somebody get some help back there. Somebody stop that idiot. Stop that idiot. What are you talking about, idiot? (laughs) I've seen his SAT scores, and he is far from an idiot. You know, I I do want to comment on the fact that Savage throwing Elizabeth right there is awesome because he fucking chucks her. Yeah, there was a nice mattress there to to make make that work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be like cynical or anything. Of course, you're going to do that there in any great movie. You would do that. But yeah, like yeah. that, that made Savage to look like just an unbe- unbelievable asshole. Yeah. An unconscionable but, but, now, breakup. but now he's now he's going to turn back and do the thing that makes him a hero to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to he's going to stick one of those tongue depressors right up uh, Hogan's mm-hmm. uh, tuckus. Yep. As he should. It's all about right here, brother. Oh, God. Ground killer. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Who? Brutus <laughs> And I love it. Nick Bockwinkle walking, running in to, to frame to help. They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this. Yeah. He's still recovering from that warrior bump at Rumble. Is that, is that Arnold Scotland with the red jacket on? Uh, No, that's Patterson. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny because, I mean... Two guys who were t- uh, tag partners of Ray Stevens there. <laughs> a Bach- Although, well, Patterson teamed with him more, but Bachwinkle also Ray teamed with Ray Stevens. Stevens. Uh, oh. the fa- the helping Hulk Hogan is really funny. It's a funny visual. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, that's that's the whole AWA 1982-83 right there. Um, Beefcake taking the title out of Randy Savage's hands is the closest he ever came to being the WWF champion. Um, no, I'm willing to bet that there was a near fall in that Spectre match between Hogan and Beefcake. I, I think Hogan had enough respect for Beefcake. He gave him a two and three quarters. 
highly unlikely, Jess. Which they, they later changed uh, Hogan and Beefcake doing a two and three quarters became something else uh, later on during their friendship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? You weren't fucking raffling today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I survived the tornado warning. You did. Yeah. <laughs> or you, something. Survived, you survived the Texas tornado warning. Oh. Here. Get him out of here. Somebody get him out of here. Also, the fact that it's taking place in Vern's territory. I mean, Milwaukee was AWA territory. Yeah. And there's, there's Buck. I mean, Patterson is obviously known as a WWF guy. Yeah. Through, through and through by this point. But. Uh, Bach, Bachwinkle is forever Mr. AWA, so. Severely beaten by Randy Savage. Randy, cool it. Now you get out of here, Randy. Now you cool it. You cool it. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this. I mean, the best The best thing is the best thing is that you had Jesse, Nick Bachwinkle, and Hogan on this show. See, and in Milwaukee. So, you know, Vern is seething right now as he sits in his house in Lake Minnetonka. I, oh, I think the Bachwinkle one is a special fuck you because yeah. Bachwinkle is the guy who never left. Yeah. And then the second he retires, he, he hops over and becomes an announcer and an agent. Bachwinkle was actually not a bad announcer, I, I thought. Like, if they if they had thrown him on challenge instead of Bobby for a few weeks, that would have worked. Yeah. Because they had it was Gorilla and Bachwinkle at MSG, I think it was. And then some, like... Hamilton, Ontario shows or whatever. Yeah, so, but, yeah, but she were uh, Bobby introduces them. Yeah, yeah. Them, like the the wonderful intro. And the story always goes that Heenan, Heenan and Bachwinkle didn't necessarily get along all that great. After I guess there was some in, where Bachwinkle dropped the AWA title to Otto Vons for like three months in a pay for play scheme, and Heenan didn't know about it, and he felt blindsided. Oh. That, that, that's the story I always read, but I don't think there was as much heat as what was said in that interview because, you know, they 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 were probably professional enough with each other. Sure. And we're in the commercial break, so I, I don't know if Vince Vince backstage he's probably got his mic turned off and he's just like, have Brutus Beefcake killed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brutus. I mean, he came so close to fucking up that segment royally. What are you doing, man? But yeah, I mean, you would have been able to edit it out, but it would have been as easy because he just pops in a frame for a second and a half and then pops out. Yeah. What are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Oh, Burtis, Burtis Beefcake. Ah, one of the greats. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, again, he saves Hogan at Rumble in that. After Hogan gets eliminated, he goes after Akeem on the outside. Yeah. So now, so now you're, you're, you're building. Oh, here we go. You're building him as the new Hogan friend, mm-hmm. which, of course, you know, as, as we get to that. Hogan always uh, needs a friend. I always waited for Beefcake to turn on Hogan just because it would have resulted in a Hogan haircut. And that would have been weird. Yeah. Yeah. But By the Hogan, way, Hogan always, uh, you know, Hogan always needing a friend. You know that there was a hair angle again last night on SmackDown or where or Friday night where. Oh yeah. Shotzi like shaved off the rest of her head. Oh. Uh, well, well, she did it on her own. Like I, I'm crazy enough, and you don't control me. But apparent, apparently, she has like a a sibling who's fighting cancer. So 
it, it was actually there's actually a logic behind oh, what okay. she's doing. I I, I I feel bad. I feel bad for her. Uh, but uh, it's also, I think, adding a little bit of juice to that uh, angle with Bailey, which I think Shotzi needs because she's never quite gotten to the level that I thought she might. Right. But and, anyway, back to 89 here. Uh, yeah, Oakland's got to do his mic check now, doesn't he? Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, Fuck it. Checking. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Guess one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I know those tunes, those tones. Melodious. <laughs> Jeez, Vince, why don't you just fuck them? God. <laughs> Oh, wait, oh yeah, he... Mean Gene in Milwaukee too. That's another fuck you to uh, to yeah to Vern. And let us not forget another middle finger to the AWA because did you notice they multiple times they referred to this match as the Super Clash? What was the AWA pay per view called ah. that, that was on less than two months before this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. I mean, you always think, oh, they probably didn't think of that. And, yeah, that's entirely possible coming from the guy who decided to make Hebner the referee at WrestleMania 4, like six weeks after the fucking twins angle. Um, yeah, Vince was Vince was so petty at times that he literally planted Tom Petty in the fucking crowd there to touch Randy Savage. That's how petty Vince is. Petty. Tom fucking <laughs> Petty. <laughs> I just keep waiting for these guys to say something. Jesse ain't saying nothing. Jesse's in the back on ha. Ha. We come back, you Q Howard. And, you come back, you Q Howard, and music at the same time. Okay. Well, we're getting all these nice production notes anyway. Oh, boy. Oh, we're getting the clear Hercules music. Yeah. We are back with more. This is the biggest match of Hercules' career right here. Oh, definitely. Because you can't say the same for any of the other guys on this show other than maybe Akeem. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because Boss Man, let's think about it here. The biggest match of Hogan's career is Andre at three. I mean, just from a, you know, the vibes perspective. Yeah. The biggest match of Savage's career is the match against either Hogan at five or Warrior at seven. Yeah. Because because of the vibes surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, boss Man, I'm going to make a very unusual argument as to what is the biggest match of his career. <sighs> it's the Undertaker match at uh, 15. Because I think for somebody like him, the uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania match automatically becomes the biggest match of his career. Yeah. All right. That's, all right. I mean, that's I, I, I'll, I, in retrospect, after everything is all said and done, yes, I would have said, actually, I would have said the biggest match of his career is probably the friggin' jailhouse match. <laughs> I think that that, I think that that's definitely a contender. Mm. Um, I also think that perhaps perfect 
at seven, maybe. Mm. Um, but also, you know, he he was under a mask as War Machine for one of the first War Games matches, so that's that's a possibility too. But that also was not like on a on a pay per view or anything. Yeah. It was just like a bash show that you know they they did. So yeah. Yes, but how unfortunate that Miss Elizabeth was involved physically. Well, that's too bad. They're, they're going to discuss the breakup of the Mega Powers as the uh, fourth Mega Power is in the ring swinging a chain. Seriously, give them a give them give them a minute. You know, that's why they broke up is because Hercules was preoccupied with his own match that he couldn't mediate. <laughs> Hercules was a very skilled mediator for a guy who was from ancient times. Yes. He, well, he, le- he, he learned from... Oh, go ahead. He learned from Socrates himself. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say that. He learned from Socrates himself. These guys have a set of skills that we just never see. That is absurd. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if... It, that's that's because Vince kept all these guys in a box. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I'm really good at negotiating peace treaties. <laughs> Oh. Oh, Beefcake hasn't put his shirt back on. Nope, because he's letting the fucking pecs fly. There's that goddamn medic again. Well, now he's uh, taking care of Hogan. I think Oakland was like, look, I'm going to do the show, but I'm going to need a guy who's even balder than me <laughs> uh, in, in, in the first aid room. Um, I do like how they're no longer tending to, like, Elizabeth gets thrown into the fucking wall, and it's like, all right, well, we'll just transfer for her to a different room. No, nobody's gonna care what happened to her. Hogan gets a bump on the noggin. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, let's circle the goddamn wagons. <laughs> well, he's the golden goose. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, we are back in the first aid area. Hulk Hogan is back here. I was hoping to talk with him, but apparently that is not going to happen because of his current mental state. We will endeavor before we get off the air somehow to get to Hulk Hogan. Oh, word. All right, we are back. Thank you, Mean Gene, for that report. And his opponent, let's go the Yeah, DBS, he's still no music. In the winter residence in the Netherlands Antilles, so basically, what? Aruba, Curacao, and the other one. Aruba, Curacao. No, they're the ABC Islands, and it's Aruba, Curacao, and something that starts with B that's not quite as touristy. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could I wish I could remember what the name of it was. Mm. Oh, uh, Bonaire. Excuse me. Oh, oh Bonaire. Uh, Her- Hercules doesn't even let DiBiase get in the ring. No. I'd like to say that this match is an FU to Bill Watts. <laughs> like... Here's a couple of your 85 Mid-South guys. Um, that would be weird having it in Milwaukee, but okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. I would say if it was in New Orleans, then yes. Boy, Virgil did not help Hercules on that move at all. No. I like Hercules' tights here. 
what is it like a it's like a dark almost like royal blue there yeah i oh. like that it's like this is the one time that it didn't hurt the guy although hercules is kind of like real pale right here like he missed his he missed the tanning booth this week well he needs he needed he needed to like get a haircut because it looks a little too puffy yeah I liked Hercules in the in the powder blue pants. I did. I liked Hercules in '89. I didn't. I didn't hate Hercules in '89. He just never got any wins over anybody. I mean, it was it, it. You know, it was hard to believe. It was hard to believe and invested a guy who is even losing to Greg Valentine on pay per view. Yeah. Granted, not clean, but still. Still. He needed a good feud against like a good mid card heel like. Like, an extended feud with, like, him and Haku would have been good. You know? Yeah, you did the match at five, and it had that stupid finish with the double pin yeah. that I always hate. That would have been a disqualification in the N- in NWA. Mm-hmm. What about Mid-South? Would that have been a disqualification in Mid-South as well? I think they had an over-the-top rule there as well. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, they certainly, I don't think, leaned on it quite as much if they did. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so hard to get into this match given the magnitude of what, what was just seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is a lot. This is a lot better than the uh, the tag match that comes after the main event. Was it the? Is it the Rougeos and Strike Force? No, 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 no. Well, the Rougeos and the Hearts is on this show, but the nothing airs after this. No, no, no. What's the one last year? That, that oh, got that cut? was isn't it? Strike Force was, and the Rougeos and the Hearts. I thought that Stri- was Strike. I thought Strike Force was. Oh, Strike Force and the Hearts. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because you see Brett getting pinned right yeah. as they go off the air in yeah. the exact same way that he got pinned at SummerSlam 92. Yeah. Tito, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked, Tito. Yeah. Brett saying to Tito, hey, listen, I got this idea for a finish. Let's use it. The Hearts and Strike Force was the, uh, the battle of a, a Canadian guy and a guy from another country, a tag team's. <laughs> The Canadian guy and the guy from another country. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know quite how to classify Tito because he's an American, but is kayfabe uh, Mexican. Yeah, he's also from a place that doesn't exist in Mexico. <laughs> there is no Tacula, Tacula or Tacula? Tacula. Tacula. There's no Tacula, Mexico. I think there's a Tacula Lake, California, though. Yeah. Or no, it's Toluca Lake. Um, you could say, yeah, T- Toluca, but you could say Tacula. And then there's also Tupelo, Mississippi, which would have made sense if he was from Tupelo, Mississippi. But they should have just said he was from, like, fucking West Texas. Like, nobody would have cared. Yeah. If anything, it would have just added to the uh, anger that most uh, white Americans have for all the Mexicans coming over the border. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Here's a Mexican superstar, Vince, and he's from over the border. He's living in West Texas. 
You notice the uh, brown arm brace on DiBiase's arm? Would he buy that off Patera at uh, Survivor Series 87? I would say he had a uh, staph infection or something, but, you know, he doesn't have the big... Uh, the big, the big pad like Steve Austin did in ninety in ninety nine. Or you know who else wrestled a, a uh, match with a staff infection? Who? Savage at five. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the 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 two big matches with staff infections is, yeah, Austin and Kane at King of the Ring ninety eight, and then Savage at five with Hogan. Because the. Especially at WrestleMania five, you could you could not redo that match. Like no. you couldn't you could not change anything. Like he had to go out there and just do it. Yeah, Savage would have gone out there with a broken leg. He would have done him to McNabb through four touchdowns with a broken ankle in that match. And, and and come to think of it, they weren't gonna pull Austin because of a staff infection when the guy was basically crippled anyway. Yeah. So Hercules did the Debiasi power slam right back to him. How about that, huh? How many how many how many DiBiase's would you give that? Uh, I would say seven and a half. That was pretty oh, good. good. Yeah, it was a pretty good. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, both those matches for the WWF World Title, and also another thing you don't know, interestingly enough, is that the staff infections were both caused by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I think when um, when Savage was diagnosed with the staff infection in '89, he thought. Maybe Hulk Hogan's got something to do with this. So all that all that lust for Elizabeth caused the staff infection. Yeah, because Savage walked by Elizabeth after Hogan had gotten done with her, and yeah, yeah. it was all that. It was all that ugh, goo. Oh, Savage got a staff infection. DiBiase uh, getting uh, now. I think Hercules should have gone over there. Yes. That like it wouldn't have hurt DiBiase at all. Because he, he get it wouldn't have been clean. He gets hit with a chain, and now this time he does it again. But the chain sort of isn't wrapped around the turnbuckle anymore. Yeah. Oh, so Hercules gets to put his finisher on a named guy. And referee's going back over to the chain. Virgil uh, put, uh, grabs Hercules underpants and then a surprise roll up pulling the tights. Yeah. Yeah, having DiBiase go over on Hercules right here is, was fucking stupid. I don't want to say it killed Hercules dead, but it certainly didn't help. And then, I mean, Hercules beats Haku at five, as I mentioned. And you'd think he'd have more of a beef with the Heenan family, like. But I guess they didn't want to put Hercules against Andre because they're saving Andre for Warrior, and yeah. also, uh, you know, what about Hercules and Stud versus? I mean, Hercules and Stud would have been a, a tag team because then you know, they're both Heenan guys, and they they could just I don't know I I. I I guess they wouldn't be an opponent for the Brain Busters because the Brain Busters are operating on another level at this point. No, but you could have had proto-Colossal um, Connection. Uh, perhaps, yeah. But again, you're saving Andre for, you know, for Warrior in that unfortunate feud. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, Wait, but that doesn't come until after SummerSlam. Yeah, well... Which, it, so, post-Mania... Post 
or even post this, you could have had him teaming with Stud against Haku and Andre. I know Andre's still kind of with Jake at this point, but you knew that was ending as of as yeah. five. So even if you did post five to like SummerSlam, post SummerSlam, you have Andre and Haku teaming up against Stud and Hercules around the circuit. And then that actually gives a good opportunity for like, you know, Haku to lose a little bit. You know, Stud can lose a little bit. Hercules can lose a little bit. Andre can lose, get counted out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you run it. I mean, it's not a bad feud. It Stud, gives Hercules something to do. Of and, then, and then, of course, Stud doesn't even hang around. So, I don't know. Let, let's just say Hercules, victim of circumstance. Yeah. He's a victim of circumstance. <laughs> I'm a victim of circumstance. This is back, mean Gene Oakland. Gene, if you can hear us, please take it. Thank you very much, Vince and Jesse. We- oh, look, they asked Beefcake to put his shirt back on, and he did. <laughs> There's that medic getting more screen time. <laughs> that medic again. He, <laughs> that that medic is like the uh, Kaiser Soze of this uh, of this thing. <laughs> oh. He's going to start straightening out his walk as, as soon as he leaves. Yeah. We've been watching this situation ever since the explosion earlier on back here on the first day room. I'm going to get a chance now, I think, to to talk to Hulk Hogan after everything that's happened. Hulk Hogan. I, I don't think I am going to get a chance to talk to him. I don't think so. He's not actually talking about Savage. He's talking about his feelings for Elizabeth. He's Randy, baby. Uh, oh, Randy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it me or does Hogan look like he's already showered? He's dried off. Like he's he looks like he's ready to go out to town. Mm. Maybe uh, I was gonna say maybe there's a Bucks game, but oh yeah, they play at the same arena. I don't. Oh, <laughs> maybe there's an AHL game somewhere. They're, they're gonna convert the they're gonna convert the stadium over real quick after this. <laughs> well, remember Hogan Hogan liked to have two Miller lights. Before before all of his matches, and then four afterwards. Oh, so you think that? Oh, that makes so much sense that he went up and met with Bob Euchre after this. <laughs> no, Euchre was out. Euchre was out doing Brock Toon, uh, Belvedere out in Hollywood. <laughs> he was out doing. He was out watching uh, Christopher. Chris, what was his name? Christopher Knight? No, what's his name? Chris Hewitt. Christopher Hewitt. He was out watching Christopher Hewitt sitting on his balls. <laughs> Clear the audience. Uh, oh wait, that was a different thing when he shat himself. Uh, the the episode that night of Belvedere that aired at nine. So this is what I'd be tuning in for. Which, by the yes. way, but by, by the way, the star ratings on IMDb for season five. Look, I love Mr. Belvedere as much as anybody. I, I've I've talked about it probably more than any wrestling podcaster that there is, but season five gets like you know how the star system on IMDb like one yeah. to one to ten. Every one of these episodes is between eight and eight and a half. And oh it's wow, like, that's like Sopranos level. <laughs> like, like okay, okay, yeah, I'm not not quite buying that. Dare uh, I say you talk about Mr. Belvedere more than even a Mr. Belvedere podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it was uh, season five, episode 14 called stakeout, the happy guy, the happy guys of Pittsburgh, which is like that. 
you remember the loyal order of water buffaloes with oh, Fred yeah. Flintstone? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was basically the Mr. Belvedere version, and like uh, and uh, George Owens, you know, Euchre would always try to be involved with them. They return and they reveal that there is someone steal. Oh my God, this is Mel Phillips's favorite episode, or or Tony Atlas. They reveal that there is someone stealing shoes from women while they are wearing them. They dub him the High Heel Bandit. When Marsha, his latest victim, they decide to go in drag to get him, but he strikes oh where they are not patrolling, which leads Belvedere to suspect that the bandit is closer than they think. Oh shit. So Belvedere knew that Eternal Affairs was setting him up the entire time. <laughs> Eternal Affairs. You know, we never watched an April Fool's episode of anything. Can we watch that episode next week? <laughs> um, I don't know if... Um, I'd have to see if that channel that, that has all the Brock Toons are up. Um, Brock Toon being the alternate name for Mr. Belvedere from an SNL skit in like the late 80s. Where, where the Mr. Belvedere fan club. Or, excuse yeah. me, the, the guy who played Mr. Belvedere Fan Club, as it was called. Yes. <laughs> Beefcake's pissed because his poker game is getting ruined by all this. Mm-hmm. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. Don't hold your face like that. It might freeze that way, help. What is he saying? He's saying something about being jealous. I'm so jealous of Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that medic just kind of faded into the background like he was Homer going back into the bushes yeah. after visiting the Flanders. Well, he just gave Hogan his, his shot of his uh, vitamins. And now Hogan, Hogan Hogan's literally hulking out like... Yeah. He's hulking out like how um Bruce Banner uh, would. Bruce Banner would, yeah. And or David Banner would in the show. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the great Whatever. Bill Bixby. Well, I'm just saying, like Bill Bixby. Oh, we're on the satellite again, so mm-hmm. we're in the ad break and they're probably done really kind of talking about it. Oh, now they go back. We we get the camera behind Jesse and Vince, but uh, no audio at all. Mm-hmm. Vince took off his headset and is talking to... Is that Kevin Dunn? Ugh. 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 Now listen, I want you to start doing these cuts where it's real fast and the camera's shaking in and out every time that, uh, you know, somebody gets hit. Can you do that? (laughs) I just heard Vince say, okay. No, over the shoulder is fine. I mean, you know, if that's okay with Dick. Oh, Dick Ebersol. <laughs> Over the shoulder is fine if that's okay with Dick. <laughs> that's fine. But then again, I've got to know we're going to go back. Uh, there's some action going on back in the dressing room area. And then from there, do, do you hear Vince say goodnight or not? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like very riveting. And also, it's kind of funny how, like, disengaged Jesse is. Yeah. I mean, he kind of probably knows his role, and it's like, all right, well, I'll just make my snarky comment or whatever, and and that'll be that. I think Jesse was very much like Hogan. He knew how to sell himself. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't give anything away for free. 
Jesse was an unlucky version of Hogan. He also was not as good of a worker as Hogan because, like, yeah, Jesse probably could have gone by for years as, like, a heel wrestler, like, middle of the card or, like, a tag guy who would be, like, a tag champion level. But he 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 actually ended up a lot bigger by being the unique announcer that he was. I know, oh. I, I know, I know you don't like him that much, but oh. I, I'm just stating the facts of the case. Well, I can Gabe can respect game. I can I can respect the fact that he, you know, he did he did do it. He did do a good job. I just think that Jesse's not as he's revered so much, and I just think it's a little over, you know, overstated. That's all. Mm-hmm. I told he is looking for the Macho Man, and I think I pity the Macho Man should he find him. I don't really think so. Macho Man Randy Savage is the World Wrestling Federation champion. He doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody. And what well, Hogan asking him to take a backseat. What Hogan tried to pull on the Macho Man with Elizabeth is disgraceful, and I think Hogan got everything he asked for. Tried finally. to pull what? He took Elizabeth back for medical attention when the Macho Man would not. That's pulling something. Yeah, he left his partner in the center of the ring to take a beating. To take a beating. The match is wrestling, McMahon. It's not running Elizabeth through what a about, hospital. What about the accusations, Jesse? What about the accusations of first aid room? What's this lust for Elizabeth business? Hey, I seen it brewing a long time ago. You could read it in Hogan's eyes. There was more than any friendship for Randy Savage. Maybe, maybe not. He Hulk wants Hogan. Elizabeth. Hulk Hogan is looking for the Macho Man. Let's go back to the dressing room area. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is throwing a temper tantrum of a six-year-old child. Mm-hmm. All right, so so our commentary here is definitely going to be all the background people. Yeah, because because we're gonna you're gonna see them. Macho, he opened that first door and it was Elizabeth blowing Jack Tunney. Oddly enough, <laughs> like oh, I didn't want to see that. That seems a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it... You just got done yelling at you... Savage. Just got done yelling at me because I'm lusting after you, and now you're blowing Jack Tunney, Liz. What the fuck. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> I don't know who that was that just walked past Hogan, but uh, they got by scot free. Yeah. They must have had a do not touch uh, agreement. They must have. Like, like what Heenan was supposed to have in the WCW mm-hmm. for, for Pillman uh, touched him. <laughs> oh, this should not Yeah. Why throw a why throw a box down? Oh. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but I do like that he manhandles Shawn Michaels. And Shawn was like, "All right, well, fine. If I ever face this guy in a big match, I'm going to just fucking ridiculously oversell everything and be totally unprofessional." Yep, as he should. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh my god. Hogan grabbing Bret Harley. He was going to go in for a kiss. That was a very Hollywood style, like, I'm going to hold your head and then make out with you. Yeah, that would have been something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not in your way. <laughs> He's not even anywhere near you. Is that Shane? No, Shane's, I, I, yeah. still a kid. Shane's still a kid. Or Shane's in high school, I think. Yeah, school, yeah. Right? Shane, Shane, Shane wouldn't have uh, no. wouldn't have been flown out for that business. Oh, 
Get out of my way. Where are you at? Randy? Where's he at? Randy? Get out of my way. Randy? Get out of my way. What? He just said, get out of my way. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the two guys on the side, they ducked behind like a beer stand that's not being used. Yep. Oh, and you get some production notes here. All I right, think. now here's the best part you hear at the end here. Ready? Listen. Yeah, I have to. I, I think I may have missed it by. But, right. yeah. Excellent. Excellent, excellent hit as excellent we go up there. Yeah. Well, they did keep us from seeing the actual gorilla position at which gorilla would have been himself. <laughs> gorilla would have been at the gorilla position. Yeah, we would have heard the inception horn. It would mm-hmm. have been great. Oh, cow can commercial. You'll be able to find the delicious fresh meat recipe Gatsador. Hey. The pleasing aroma. Everything more and more cat owners tell us their cats prefer. With a brand new name, Twiskus. More and more cat owners tell us their cats prefer. Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, oh, we got another cat? Another fucking cat commercial? What the fuck? It can be dangerous for you and your pet to let him loose in a moving car. Some states have laws about keeping animals confined when traveling. But if you have trouble getting your pet into one of these portable kennels, try one of these. They're inexpensive and great for cats. Just open the top and drop them in. Spot News is brought to you by CalCan. Have you ever seen homemade taste? Mm. With Prego, you see the basil. Mm. With ragu. I can't see it. With Prego, you see the oregano. Mm. With ragu. Oh, did they lose the... Did they lose the ragu thing after the whole ragu sisters thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with all these commercials at the end of the uh, set, but I'm, I'm fast forwarding and we're going to see a little bit from TBS here. Yeah. Did you just miss a honeycomb commercial? Oh my God. Toll house in the freezer. Let me out. <laughs> I've come to grant your wish for more honey and the big taste of honeycomb. More honey, more honey, more honey. Honeycomb, It's not small. Honeycomb cereal, a honey sweet part of this complete breakfast. Yep. Do they still make honeycomb cereal? Yeah, you can still get it. Oh my God! It's the oh. closing credits from a random Sanford and Son. Yeah. Oh, and a, and a woman was telling us what's coming up later. 35 Eastern. There's tough wartime action. Beach Red. Now it's the body slamming event of Superstar Wrestling. Clash of the Champions Five. Live next exclusively on the Superstation. <laughs> Clash Five. Yeah, um, well, that's a very forgettable Clash of the Champions. Oh, how come? I mean, I don't remember a single thing that took place on it. Like, you don't it, remember what the main event was of Clash 5? Let me guess. It was it was Sting, Sting versus Ric Flair. 
Well, the one thing I remember was Steamboat has a match against, like, Bob Bradley that runs, like, 12 minutes. It's, like, way too extended for what oh, yeah. it for what it should be. Yeah. And, but but it's one of the more forget. I think Sting faces Butch Reed on the on that clash. Oh, like it's 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 a very strange one. It's very forgettable. Cla- uh, clash five, Saint. By the way, it's Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Oh. But but it took place the day after. Um, it took place in Cleveland, Ohio. Hmm. Uh, and the main event was the Road Warriors and Tenryu versus the Varsity Club. Oh boy! Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of a sign that you know maybe maybe that's why it's not the most memorable. That's a Some match of... that happened. Yeah. Okay. Steamboat over Bob Bradley in six twenty three. So that match, I, I I was probably getting it confused with Doctor Death and the Italian Stallion. Uh, Rick Steiner over Rip Morgan. I mean, this is basically like a Saturday morning show. Lex yeah, Luger terrible... over the black over the blackmailer. That's a terrible Saturday. That's a terrible clash. Varsity Club over the Fantastics. So yeah, uh, apparently Rotunda and Doctor Death were doing double duty. Mm. Oh, and it was Butch Reed over Steve Casey in seventeen thirty six. God, really? Yeah. That's and the, a... the yeah the first the first match was the Midnight's over the Russian Assassins in thirteen minutes. Good lord. Yeah. So I'm pleased to announce that we will not be watching that show other than watching the intro. <laughs> they they reused this whole flying belts thing for what was it? N- NWA main event or something? Yeah. And here comes I the like Western States, the Western States Heritage title. And who won it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't have the stomach to watch uh, through this Magnum TA and all that. It's basically just that, the intro for it. But that perfect hairstyle of friggin' Magnum, man. Man, his hair was fucking awesome in 89. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, when your legs don't work, you have plenty of time to work on your hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not nice to the guy who cheated on his wife from a wheelchair. Come on, huh? Him and those right. big fish lips. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. well, next next week we're gonna watch the uh, superstars from the oh, fourth, good. which is gonna be interesting because they can't really refer to the stuff that happened on the main event because you send it to the affiliates before that even happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna see how. Obviously, there'll probably just be a week's delay, and they'll they'll focus on other things and pretend that that didn't happen, and they'll address that the following week. Okay. Some something. Something along those lines, but uh, yeah. So, All right. uh, main event two was a thing that occurred, and uh, I think we enjoyed it. And I all did of too. It, yeah. All of its bloopery glory. All of its splendor. We got down. We got up. We got funky, and we got bad. <laughs> we didn't get it down quite as much as Akeem did when he was uh, trying to bounce off the ropes. <laughs> but we did get as funky as Hogan was when he was moaning in the Liz's ear there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta start using the word tizime in my daily. Like when my boss calls me, he goes, Do you have like five minutes? I'm gonna be like, I don't know if I have any tizime, boss. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I, I'm looking up Tizime, and there's really no Google. Uh, maybe I'm using the correct incorrect spelling. Yeah. Yeah. Tizime. Yeah. Oh. And by the way, the Tizime incident is on YouTube. Um, somebody named Scott Gilbert uh, mm-hmm. uploaded uploaded that. God bless him. Yeah. Well. <sighs> so, all right. So we got past another super show. So the next one uh, we got, unless we do the March 89 Saturday Night Main Event, uh, would be WrestleMania 5. Mm. But we got se- several weeks until we get to that point. So. All right. Well, All right. Thanks, well, th- thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm, well, certainly well past the tornado warning earlier as it's now 2.30. But mm. eh, this thing will be up tonight. All right. And please, if you've enjoyed this uh, this thing of ours. You don't ever admit the existence of this thing. No. Y- you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, iTunes, Blue mm-hmm. uh, Blue, ba- Blue Balls. Any sort of any Blue sort balls. of thing. I, Blue balls. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth when I when I do that read. So mm. I'm, I'm just telling you that right now, because it provides what is known as social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this podcast. And if you haven't left one of the hundred and something reviews that are out there, mm-hmm. come on, huh? Yeah, that's right. It's a it's a thing that 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 happened, and on, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm on Twitter nominally at gf. Allentown Pod. You keep these on Twitter nominally at Flounder824. And you can email Griggsvalentine at gmail.com. Now, do you have anything to plug? Um, well, I mean, there is a uh there's a show that's been out uh, a couple episodes now. It's called A la carte with Keithy. Um, and uh episode six, I believe, dropped this past Friday, and it was the it's called the Italy show. It's basically just my review of my trip to Italy. But one of the things that I will say that's a big to-do on this is that I give the recipe for the uh, Coviello family secret sauce. So I I give everybody the recipe on how to make my sauce and meatballs. So if you're looking to make some, uh, you know, Italian-style gravy, you should take a listen to. And uh, at least that's the first segment. So, you know, I... I give that right away for free, so I mean, no, you know, and then you can hang up and you know not listen to the rest of it if you don't want to listen to about my trip. But uh, over to the other side. But yeah, no, I, uh, it's a good show. Um, I was getting, uh, I was getting harassed last night about having people on. You know, somebody wants to be a, not you, I should say. You're not harassing me, but somebody else is harassing me to be a guest on the show, and I was like, okay, take it does, easy. Does it does does his nickname rhyme with Mooney? Yes. <laughs> so um and i was like which makes me feel good to know that i'm getting solicited now so you know yeah. i'll have to have that happen but uh it you know it always feels good to be solicited i remember when i was solicited in dallas oh wait you mean a different kind of uh soliciting <laughs> yeah i haven't had that type of soliciting yet uh, yeah yeah fucking nauseating <laughs> that's right i'm just trying to walk back to my airbnb here yeah, yeah. I haven't been I haven't been solicited like that since uh, when I went to when I went for Chris Bar Chris's bachelor party, and I walked back and forth by the same woman three times. Oh uh, yes, yes. And the third time I walked by her, she was like, "Honey, we should make this a thing now." And I was like, "If it's for free," and then she said, "No, I'm good." And I was like, "All right, good." <laughs> yeah, let's let's walk and talk. <laughs> let's walk and talk. So yeah. Uh, well. Again, th- thank you. So, yeah, next thank week, 
the February 4th 89 Superstars. And uh, they'll probably give this show a leaving alone. But we, we like when we get to focus on the other things every so often. So, yeah. and, uh, tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I know those tunes, those tones. Melodious. Turn that off.